This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, and it is now officially July the 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. As Philadelphia is pumping the brakes on reopening plans, the Kenny administration issued a travel advisory Tuesday stating anyone traveling to and from 15 states where coronavirus cases are skyrocketing should self-quarantine for 14 days. While things are much slower at Philadelphia International Airport, dozens of travelers, they're saying, are still arriving from hotspots like Georgia, California, and Florida. The Philadelphia announcement comes on the heels of New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy expanding his travel advisory to 16 states, saying the self-quarantine is voluntary, but compliance is expected. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Thomas Farley says the spike in positive cases is linked to young people, social events, and travel. Under the travel advisory, individuals traveling to and from states with increasing rates of COVID-19 are advised to self-quarantine for 14 days. This includes travel by train, bus, car, plane, and any other method of transportation officials said. So as of June 30th, uh, the states <clears throat> include Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, California, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, uh, Idaho, and that's only for New Jersey, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Nevada, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. Thank you for going in alphabetical order. You're welcome. Where yeah. are you going, Preston? I'm, uh, well, I'm not going to say anything just okay. yet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's kind of a secret to my family. So oh, anyhow, okay, but um, I think gonna, we're going to be good. going nowhere. We're going to be good. I didn't hear anything mentioned. Okay, right. and that's great that you're going away. I'll be at your pool while you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of it. I'll be the pool girl. Uh, the 14-day quarantine travel advisory applies to travel from states identified uh, as those that have a positive COVID-19 test rate higher than 10 per 100,000 residents or higher uh, or have a 10% or higher positive rate over a seven-day rolling average, officials said. So. Is, is is it possible to have a full access self-imposed quarantine where you st- go everywhere, but you're still under quarantine? But you're still under quarantine. Can you argue for that? You know, it's just, it's like getting so confusing to, um, because, you know, I think most of New Jersey is like, you know, where, where the cases are higher, where it's closer to New York. But like a lot of people are going to South Jersey, too. So it's like all of these, you know, and there's different states that are, you know, where this, uh, you know, where you have to quarantine after you yeah. visit. It's, it's getting confusing. Just think of it as uh, if it was three weeks ago. It's yeah, pretty much I know. the same stuff. As Delaware pauses its phase three of reopening, beach bars are now being closed ahead of the 4th of July holiday weekend. Bars in zip codes, which include Lewis, uh, Rehoboth Beach, and Dewey Beach, will close on Friday due to an uptick in COVID-19. Governor John Carney said Tuesday the bars will close ahead of the July 4th holiday and will remain closed indefinitely, he said. Health officials uh, officials are now urging anyone who frequents the beach, lives at the beach in a congregate setting, or works at the beach to get a COVID-19 test. The news comes after Rehoboth Beach officials said that three lifeguards tested positive for COVID-19. Officials said that they believe that there's been little contact with the public, but that the lifeguards uh, and that the lifeguards spent most of the time in the lifeguard stands. After the lifeguards tested positive, the state immediately executed their COVID-19 response protocol and contacted the local health department. The three people are asymptomatic and currently quarantined at home. At Dewey and Rehoboth Beaches, uh, free COVID-19 tests are being administered this week. Doctors from the State Division of Public Health say these test sites 
show a shift in age ranges with a higher number of younger people testing positive. Officials are also encouraging anyone who attended senior week at any Delaware beach town to get a COVID-19 test. Carney also said phase three of reopening in Delaware is postponed indefinitely. Officials in Wildwood canceled one of New Jersey's biggest July 4th firework shows on Tuesday over concerns that large crowds would gather uh, and they wouldn't follow social distancing guidelines during the coronavirus pandemic. Wildwood is ready, able, and willing to produce a spectacular firework show, uh, Mayor Pete Byron said in a statement. However, as we've seen the delay of opening indoor dining this week, the public is not adequately following COVID-19 public safety rules such as social distancing. We can't take a chance that Wildwood sees a spike in cases and shuts down our businesses who have already suffered immensely uh, due to the closures. Cape May County has the fewest coronavirus cases, 712 and uh, 64 deaths in New Jersey, but its beach towns are filled with out-of-state uh, out and out-of-county tourists the entire summer. Wildwood already canceled its boardwalk parades, which, would, uh, which were scheduled to run from late June until uh, Labor Day weekend. They have yet to decide on whether its weekly firework shows will return this summer. So earlier in the week, they said uh, that they would do those uh, weekly Friday fireworks, but now they're saying they don't know. Indoor arcades as well as outdoor amusement parks and water parks, including Maury's Pier and Beachfront Water Parks in Wildwood, can reopen on Thursday. Indoor arcades and batting cages can also resume operation. Yeah, it was kind of a fear of mine that um, uh, when other beach towns canceled their fireworks and Wildwood was on, it was like, oh, well, then everybody's just going to come down. Right. Yeah, you said right. that. And I, where we and are. Right. And, yeah, thanks, and they would travel. Thank sure. you, other towns, for ruining my fun. Well, a case, I'm feeling the same way because <laughs> just four days ago, Kaja Hawkins said, yes, we will still have our fireworks yesterday. Uh-huh. They said they're not having them. So, same thing. They said... Well, it is over! <laughs> Except for this! Except for this. It is over. It is over. So, Conchalk... Where's fire- my mask? Fireworks show was, they said, postponed, not canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, just four days after a borough council member said the show would still happen. Uh, they say they're postponing and not canceling the fireworks show, but they're hoping to reschedule sometime in August. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward to that online fireworks display yeah, right? we were talking about. I think that's gotta Seriously. be impressive. Especially the- if you have good speakers on your laptop. But wait a minute. Okay, so somebody <laughs> told me, all right, this, this virtual fireworks yeah. uh, that's taking place but that they're still setting them off like in the city so there's no, a, there's no way it's a secret location You'll yeah, never yeah, yeah. Figure it's, out it's, it's it an apartment it's, it's the apartment next to marissa yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. no but, they, but that's what she said that they're still what? setting them off so why what why are people why would people not gather I, I don't know. I, there's there's just no I'm way not, they can do that. I'm not trying to make any People are going to gather. It's, it's, it's insane. And but, if, you know, show it from three years ago. Who's going to know the difference? Well, that's what I, that's what I assume. Oh, it's my just, God. Those are old fireworks. You can tell. Right. But I, she said, no, they're, they're, still, they're still setting them off. And she's like, we have to. Ugh. She works for a news station. So she said, we have to go and cover it. So, like. Who's to say that other people please, aren't going to go if, see it? Please investigate. I'd be curious <laughs> well, where they, they're going to do this Are they keeping it secret? Where are they going to do it? And then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, there's fireworks over there. And there won't be enough time for loads of people to gather. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somewhere I mean, some guy, some guy's going to unlock their front door. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. I mean, I'm not sure. They might float a barge in last minute and there you go. set them off. I mean, because... I, uh, when I was in Florida a few years ago, we knew there was going to be a fireworks display, and we saw this barge, and it was it was moving, and and uh, we didn't know where it was going to end up, where the fireworks going to be, so they could just kind of you know cruise the river, so to speak, and then when they're ready to set it off, kind of pull in where they're going to do it and do it. It was the most. I so I go. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. When I go to see the fireworks, <laughs> a lot of times what I'll do is I go to the Mashaloo on Delaware Avenue right. because it's the perfect vantage point, and the same thing, Preston. You see the barge kind of creeping along. Mm-hmm. Like, That's got to be it. Right, right, right. And it sure as hell at like nine, 
Yeah. Everything, all carnage breaks loose. It's just spectacular. Well, a little. I'm dis- sure it's just as good online. Disappointing, yeah. That that all the fireworks shows are canceled for this year. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are well, extra dolphin. Yeah, it was. Uh, I hit the wrong button. It's extra okay. dolphin Wednesday. NBA <laughs> Commissioner Adam Silver remains confident about the league's plan to resume play safely, but said that a spread in the com- community could bring the league to a halt again. During an interview interview with Time 100 Talk, Silver said. One thing we are learning about this virus is it's unpredictable. And we and our players together with their union look at the data on a daily basis. If there were something to change that was outside of the scope of what we are playing for, certainly we would revisit our plans. When asked what constitutes a significant spread and that would shut down the NBA for a second time this season due to the coronavirus, Silver said he isn't sure and that the league will continue to work with a panel of scientists, doctors, and experts. NHL players who are due signing bonuses on July 1st are expected to be paid as scheduled. The agreement to pay the players was made between the NHL and the NHLPA as the two sides are in ongoing negotiations about the league's plan to restart with the 2014 tournament in two hub cities later this summer. They have yet to finalize the health and safety protocols for games or announce the hub cities. Toronto, Edmonton, Las Vegas, and Chicago are the leading contenders, but there is momentum for two Canadian hub cities to be chosen given the recent spike in cases in several U.S. states. And in Major League Baseball, uh, they've said that a team will not specifically announce if a player tests positive for COVID-19. The federal law restricting release of medical information without a patient's consent or knowledge means that only players can reveal their positive test status. Chicago Cubs GM Jed Hoyer said that because of HIPAA team, because of HIPAA, teams are not allowed to divulge the names of any player who tests positive. He added, "We're allowed to talk about numbers, but we're not allowed to give individual names. It's up to the those individuals to decide if they want to announce it as a group with the media. We're going to have to discuss, have conversations about what we can talk about and what we can't talk about. We're not at liberty to say which injured list a player is placed on. They should put their status, their medical status, up on the scoreboard." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's Playing I, with COVID today. <laughs> that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, friends, to a Wednesday morning and the month of July. It's already July. And you know what I was thinking about when I was I was preparing to say those words, it's already July, is that you never really say that about there, you know, There's only a few months you say that about. You don't yeah. say, wow, it's already February. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, but no, July is one of those we're we're mid-year. <laughs> yeah. We're in the heat of the summer. It's happening. <laughs> I swear to God, with everything that's been going on, it seems like uh, it was like yesterday was mid-April. Yeah. Well, and, like, and like, they, they, we, everything's just... Just rammed right through. And to to also give this time warp perspective, Steve, yeah. when we were talking about, you had mentioned the other day, a story I had about the, the helicopter pilot and Kobe Bryant, and you're like, do you remember that was just a few months ago? Mm-hmm. It seems like it was two years ago. You're so right. Yeah. It, it, it's it, a it is, time warp. And yeah. it's going to be the way I think we're always going to remember this year, yeah. but you know. Yeah. And on uh, just four short days, on July 5th, it's this summer's going to feel like it's over. I don't know why that is. It but does like, for you? Yeah. After yeah. the 4th. After the 4th of July, I'm like, oh, summer's winding you down. You have a little bit of oh. like a 4th of July hangover? It might be that. Interesting. It might be that. And All it's your right. birthday. Yeah. And, and it is. Well, that. Yeah. But it always sort of indicated, oh, oh, well, Bible school's coming up. <laughs> I was like, Bible school? Bible school? Yeah. Yeah, Phil? Was, yeah. 
You're going to be 45, yeah, you man. You know you haven't gone to Bible school in a really Mom, long time. Don't. Mom, can you take me to the stationery store so I can get school supplies? This time of year always brings me back to... I need a protractor, Mom. My childhood. No, you didn't need a protractor in, in Bible school. But, like, the cicadas in the morning, that was an indication that it was time for Bible school. Cicadas yeah. in the yeah. morning. Doodah, doodah. Do- Bible, school Bible school afternoon. Uh, that's interesting. No, I never got that, man. Um, I, no, when the end of summer... It was always uh, Labor Day weekend. That was that was when it was like okay, we're 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 it's just got real. Yeah. yeah, that sucks, dude. No, there's plenty of stuff. No sad, bro. No, no, sad, bro. there's lots no. of silver left. Nothing <laughs> over. Nothing is over. Nothing is over. I do. Understand. Bible school starting. <laughs> I do understand what you're saying. Not with Bible school, but um, that was my birthday because my birthday is August 25th. So yeah. After my birthday, it was like summer's over. You're going back to school. Yeah. And by the way, all about the Lord. <laughs> not Bible school. <laughs> By the way, I that book. I want to learn about the Lord. <laughs> well, hold on. You went to Bible school in the voluntarily, summer? Kathy. Even though you went to Catholic school, voluntarily. <laughs> Kathy, I went to two. I go to school in the summer. I went to two Bible schools voluntarily. <laughs> like you Voluntar- volunteered or your, your mom volunteered? No, I I loved it. It's not enough. How do you spell relief? J E S U S. Come on, Kathy. <laughs> J is just for asking. E is for easy. S is for salvation. U S for us. Come on. Uh, How do you spell relief? So case E S U S. Oh yeah. Would they would they run concurrently or one? No, okay. one was like right after the other. I believe wow. Chambers Chambers was first. Chambers Church. Man. And then whatever church Calvary I think was around the corner. Oh At God. what age did you stop volunteering to do this? Oh, I still go. Forty two. No, no. um, I I don't know. That child in the back seems bizarrely large. <laughs> Why is he here? I remember. I could see. He was showing me pictures of his children. I could see grade school because it was also it was grade social. School. Yeah. It was definately grade school, and I think maybe the turning point was that at one point, me and my friend Mike. We were like, we're cutting class, man. So after like morning assembly, is that when you stole the poor box money? No, no, that was actually at a yeah. Catholic church. Could you Bible come in here, Casey? That was at a church. You're Jewish. Um, so Mike and I, Mike and I, were like, we're cutting, man. And so after like morning assembly, we left and we went and we ran out the front door and we we like hid behind the garage. And like one of the parents came and they were like, um, you can like. Go home or stay. It's you know it wasn't like you. it wasn't like regular school. <laughs> Later, <laughs> sucker. And, and we looked at each other and we're like, oh. you just want to go back? Okay, yeah. And we went back <laughs> to Bible school. To Bible school. It kind of we makes don't me want to miss bars and crafts. It makes me sad that you feel this way though, because I mean, summer just started. Like technically, it, just it started, started like ten days ago. Yeah, yeah. So we're. Well, Two weeks in, you have a, a feeling in the back of your head that summer's over. It's coming Wait, up. Did you say you didn't want to miss arts and crafts? Yeah. Bible yeah. Right, okay, she's checking. Make popsicle stick stuff. Vinny arcs. Would they actually teach you uh, of the Bible? Sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they're oh. doing revelations now. All right. Well, we we have a bit of a chapter to turn yeah, right now in our, in our uh, holy book, which is the Preston and Steve Totally Office Calendar. Oh. And so we are saying goodbye. A good book. To the month of yes, the good book. God made this. Uh, we're saying goodbye to the month of June and Allison, who is also on the cover. Who's uh, awesome? She's fantastic. And by the way, was was a very upset that she couldn't come in. You know, we invite oh, the girls yeah. in yeah. to be on the webcam for their month, but we can't have guests in right now. And so she uh, she was a little upset that she didn't get invited in. Well, that, so, that's the best reason to develop a vaccine. Well, no, yeah, this, yeah we'll this, make good on it. Yeah, as soon as we yeah. can have people back in the studio, uh, you'll be invited, Allison. But we would like to turn the page and say hello to Vanessa. Vanessa! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Vanessa is the month of July, and that's a good thing because she's wearing pretty much nothing in the spread here. And it's nice. It's a hot month, and she shall enjoy. She is from Mount Royal, New Jersey. And I love her her Instagram uh, screen name is Nessie XOX. <laughs> yeah. N-E-S-S-Y. Do Vanessa's go by Nessie sometimes? I guess I yeah, like that. Yeah, or Nessa, yeah. I like Nessie. That's cool. So that's the Loch Ness Monster's full name. Uh, so, <laughs> here, yeah, Vanessa yeah. is uh, is proudly oh, the month of July. Absolutely. So and she's so cool. She was great at a couple of functions. Happy to bring her on board for the month. So uh, please turn the page if you have a totally office calendar. All right, listen. I didn't expect to go on an extended yeah, Bible school chat, but we did. It's what we do on the press. And Steve show very quickly. Let me tell you about some of the things that are coming up on the program. It's a Wednesday morning. That means we're going live on Fox Good Day, so we'll do that around 7.55 a.m. We are also going to have actress Perry Gilpin on. You remember her from Frasier, Yes. Uh, she is on a uh, show called Old Guy, which is streaming now on YouTube and also oldguycomedy.com. Uh, so we'll talk to her in the 9 o'clock hour. And we also have a secret text word, a chance for you to win a four-pack of tickets, which is one carload with a four-person max for a special drive-in performance by Almost Queen at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza and Wilkes-Barre on Friday, July 17th. A Queen cover band? I'm assuming it's a Queen tribute oh, band. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So Almost Queen, and uh, it's a special drive-in performance at Mohegan Sun. All right, so this is in Wilkes-Barre. Do you guys say Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Barre? I say Wilkes-Barre. I think Bear. Yeah. I, yeah, me too. I hear it too. Bear Barry sometimes. Bear watch. <laughs> Wilkes, Wilkes-Barre watch. Oh, the bear. Uh, bear so. Uh, text word secret to 39333. And we will uh, see if you win a little bit later on this morning. Two ways to win by calling in with that secret text word when we tell you to. And also we'll grab a random texture. Let's take a break. I have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some sad news, some good news, a little bit of both. And a stupid question when we get back to the entertainment report. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question. <laughs> We're going to give away a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. Uh, and the question I have for you concerns... Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Hmm. Uh, here's the question for you. What annual publication did Franklin publish between 1732 and 1758? It was an annual publication that Franklin published uh, between 1732 and 1758. It's very, very famous, by the way. Is that it? Yeah. Um, no. What is it? I don't even know what that <laughs> says. Gosh? Gash. Oh, gosh. No. no. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's go through some birthdays. Today is Wednesday, July 1st. I'm going to go through these quickly because I have a lot of information oh, all right, all right, to get okay. to. I won't play any music. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll make this quick. Okay. But it's uh, Debbie Harry's 75th birthday today. I have a long story to tell you about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, really a blonde. It goes all the way back to 1971. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I uh, always liked her. Yeah, she did almost uh, get abducted by uh, Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. He picked her up and uh, or was going to. And, oh wow! Really? Yeah. She yep. freed herself from his car. His car yep. was designed in Whoa. such a way to entrap people. She and... didn't realize until years and years later. Right. That it was she him? saw that stuff on the news. She was like, "That's <gasps> the dude that tried to pick me up that night." Same so, deal. Wow. Same car. Same configuration. The yeah. whole thing. And and when she remembers the story, was when he was in. Uh, I, I guess it was New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so she's 75. Liv Tyler here, is uh, 43 years old. That's her singing. Incredible yeah. voice. <laughs> Was that crazy? Yeah. Okay, she's in that video. Uh, Pamela Anderson. Uh, 
is celebrating her 53rd birthday today. Very short. Keeping it short. Yeah. Music clips. Kathy wants to recreate the uh, Pamela Anderson lifeguard beach run, correct? You said? <laughs> yes, yeah. right. She talking yeah. about that yesterday, yeah. <laughs> With two uh, broken legs. Andre Brower oh. uh, is 58. Brilliantly and... funny. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, of course, Glory, one of the greatest movies ever made. Yep. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Turned 68 years old today, recently with that uh, reunion of the Ghostbusters. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is really, um, you know, he he really, he wears his uh, UFO and ghost stuff well. Yeah, yeah. He, he speaks openly about yep, it. Yep, yep. He was a good interview last year, though. We, when he was excellent. About his booze, and it was really nice uh, talking to him. It was yeah. cool. Uh, David Prowse, Darth Vader, the, ah. the guy in the costume. If you want to see what Darth Vader looks like without the costume, uh, Clockwork Orange. He is in Clockwork Orange. He is a bodybuilder uh, that is about halfway through the movie, and... It's David Prowse. He's 84 today. Uh, Jamie Farr of MASH, Corporal Klinger. Another uh, bodybuilder. Celebrates his uh, (laughs) 86th birthday today. Also in the Cannonball Run. We didn't play the MASH theme. We played the Cannonball Run clip. We're iconoclasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Carl Lewis, who is here in our studio, the Olympic gold-winning track and field athlete. Super nice guy. Still in phenomenal shape, as you imagine. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, He is 59 years old. Uh, Fred Schneider of the B-52s. Love him. Love uh, the B-52. We talked about this. I had a chance, yeah, I had a chance to uh, interview him one time in the studio back at uh, WDRE. Super nice guy. Yeah, he used to come into DRE in New York, yeah. the, the original one, and he was, you're right, all of them were really wonderful. Yep, so happy 69th birthday to Fred Schneider. And the last birthday today, does anybody know who Wally Amos is? Nope. No. He is no. the founder of Famous Amos Cookies. Oh, oh hey. I love them. Yeah. I ran back through an entire, I think it might have been Dallas-Fort Worth because I had just purchased Famous Amos Cookies uh-huh. for the flight. And, we, you know, and I forget, it, it, it took forever, but I was almost at a full clip <laughs> and they were there by, uh, I guess, security where you're going through and I just put it to the side and I just, they're there and grabbed them. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean that's how that's how good they are those yeah. cookies. Uh, so uh, he is eighty four years old today. Wally Amos. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And the question is, what annual publication did uh, Benjamin Franklin publish between seventeen thirty two and seventeen fifty eight? Two one five two six three WMMR is a number, and I will go to Anthony to see if he knows the answer. Yo, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. What is the uh, publication that Franklin published, please? Is it Poor Richard's Almanac? And it is. Hang on just a second, Anthony. Why was Richard poor? I do not know. Uh, We are going to set you up with a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. That is available now. The story we're going to lead one is one that uh, with is one that we broke uh, late in the show yesterday. And it was the fact that comedy genius Carl Reiner passed away at his home in Beverly Hills. He was 98 years old. Uh, born in 1922 to Jewish immigrants, and he went on to achieve worldwide acclaim as a creator of the Dick Van Dyke Show and several hit films in seven decades in the business. Amazing. He was an actor, writer, and director, and a champion of social causes. Uh, he rose to fame with Dick Van Dyke, but also played straight man to Mel Brooks in skits like The 2,000-Year-Old Man. You know, it's weird because you had, I had almost like it was like like a sigh when I heard about it. You knew he's, he's up there. He lived such a full life gave us so much and uh you know it's it's, it's sort of a bittersweet thing you know I, I you know it's he's 98 you know and, and passes but uh apparently he was surrounded by loved ones and he went out 
you know, in, in a good way. Yeah, he was surrounded by family. His son, of course, Rob Reiner, uh, you know, well-established, successful uh, director. Another legend. Himself, uh, shared on social media, last night my dad passed away. As I write this, my heart is hurting. He was my guiding light. Uh, here's a clip of Carl Reiner talking about his morning ritual. This is of several years ago, yes. but this is what he would do in the morning. Every morning, I pick up my newspaper, get the obituary section, and see if I'm listed. If I'm not, I'll have my breakfast. And that was kind of his philosophy. Live your life. Yeah. And uh, and and just go out there well into his 90s. He was still, um, you know, adamant about... Uh, about Season of the day and absolutely. And so yeah. In fact, he started every morning. He would do stretches in bed. He, he you know, he did. He he exercised a little bit to his capability sure. and and just loved life. Yeah. Last night I watched the comedians and cars getting coffee with him and Mel Blanc, and it was from 2012. And it's really cool to see him him. Mel, Mel Brooks. Blanc or Mel Brooks. Jesus. Mel Brooks. Yeah, okay. Mel Brooks. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, I mean, there's a dead body in this car. <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I went and dug up Mel Blank. Oh my god. I'm such an idiot. Oh, That's no. the guy who did Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what I yeah, watched? So yeah. watching, yeah. and, and uh, it, it came out in 2012. And, and just to see these two friends be, be lifelong friends, they would get together, have dinner every night. We've talked many times about them going to get ice cream. But if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. I, I highly recommend it. And the stories that they tell uh, just about comedy and, and then the jokes that they tell. And to watch Jerry admire these two geniuses, these two legends, it's yeah. really neat. Uh, Reiner won nine Emmy Awards, including five for Dick Van Dyke. And some of his, his most popular films uh, he directed are Oh God with George Burns. Yeah, I love jerk. that movie. <laughs> Uh, the Jerk starring Steve Martin and all of them. He did a sev- several of Steve Martin's He actually, films. and in fact, believe it or not, that caused a little strain with him and Rob Reiner. Because here you have... Wait, him and Mel Brooks? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mel No, uh, no, with, with Carl Reiner oh, with and Rob his son. Reiner. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. Because, because they were sort of contemporaries. Okay. And he was doing these movies with Steve Martin and helping that movie career get up and running. Yeah. And and Rob Reiner later admitted it's like I'm How over here. Yeah. yeah. And uh but uh you know that oh. obviously that that passed. Yeah. And he he directed Steve Steve and I it's it's <laughs> it's not a very popular movie but we love it is uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. It's hilarious. It's so great. Is that the one where he says that like I don't want to die with my boots on? Uh, oh no, that's cool hand Luke. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's that's cool, hand Luke, right? Don't let me die with my boots uh, on. No, like I, I don't remember no, that line. No, no, no. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Is cool, hand Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then uh, waka waka waka. <laughs> wow. Okay, work on that. Yeah, so we can figure yeah. Out what yeah. You're talking about. Nick's looking it up. Uh, uh, a no. Okay, I'm moving okay. on. Sorry, move along. We're talking about we're talking about uh, Carl Reiner and, and cool, uh, hand Luke. Later in life, uh, Reiner turned uh, to political action, seemed to relish roasting Donald Trump on Twitter, and he also continued to appear in films like Ocean's Eleven and on sitcoms like Two and a Half Men and Hot in Cleveland. And as you can imagine, the celebrities have uh, have come out uh, in force to praise him and his passing, and there's uh, there are too many to even mention. Yeah, I mean, you could you could do hours and hours and hours on that. If you go back to just the Dick Van Dyke show, and, and he was before he was part of that, your show of shows, and, yes. and, and that whole, that stellar, you had Neil Simon, Mel Brooks, Woody Allen, Sid Caesar. Uh, Larry yeah. Gelbart, the legends of, of television comedy. But in the Dick Van Dyke show, he himself played Alan Brady, who was this narcissistic host of the show, and they const- and he himself would make fun of the fact that he was bald and would wear a toupee. 
And on his desk, he had the toupees all uh-huh. spread out. It was hilarious. But he basically helped create Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke. Unbelievable. Yep, absolutely. Sad news, but he left us with such a great body of work. So, uh, 98 years old, Carl Reiner. Hey, this is pretty interesting. Um, R&B singer, <clears throat> excuse me, R&B singer, a guy named uh, August Alsina, who I'm not really familiar with, uh, but has confirmed that he has had a romantic relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith, which also confirmed the West, the worst kept secret in Hollywood that Will and Jada have an open relationship. We've talked about that before. So here's verifiable proof that that's because we've always wondered if, or at least I've wondered if that was just something that they said. Well, listen to this. So the singer made a song in 2019 called Nunya, uh, which was about a love interest named Corin, which is Jada's middle name. And uh, in the song, he sings, uh, you got me feeling like it was an act. You're just an actress putting on a show because you don't know, want the world to know. I want you, girl. So he said in an interview about, about the relationship, he said, walking away from it butchered me. It almost killed me. Not almost. It did. It pushed me uh, into being another person. It broke me down. I probably will be the hardest thing I ever had to experience in this lifetime. And he said, it's difficult because I never want to be the person to cause confusion or step on toes, but I want to honor myself and I want to honor my authenticity. And what's, he go- what's he going on about? About his relationship. Oh, okay. About breaking it off. Oh, all right. It nearly killed him. He said, and if honoring my authenticity means you hate me, stone me, shoot me, crucify me, whatever, but bury me an honest man. So... With my boots on. Here's the interesting part. Hang on. Is that he revealed he had a conversation with Will Smith... And Smith gave him and Jada his blessing. He said uh, his truth, he says, is that Will's blessing, he deeply loved Jada Pinkett Smith. He said, I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation. Due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it not involving romanticism, he gave me his blessing. To uh, to have Yeah, he said, to I, totally, relationship. I totally gave myself to that relationship for yeah. years of my life, and I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her. My reaction would not be the same. Uh, right? I devoted yeah. myself to it. Uh, I gave my full self to it, so much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. So wow. dude was... Like way in love with her. So what? What's it? So he's a, he's a, a mid level. I have no idea. He's yeah. an R and B singer. I don't know. But he say he continued to say, "I really love a person. I really loved a person. I experienced that, and know what it feels like. And some people never experience that in this lifetime. So I know that I'm completely blessed. This conversation is difficult because there's so much that people don't understand. But once it starts to affect me and my livelihood, I have to speak up about my truth and stand on my ten with anything that may come along with it." He's a chatty guy. Interesting. So um, I, I, I'm not an open marriage person, but if it works for you, go for it. You know, if it, it helps your marriage uh, last a lifetime, you know, why not? But um, I guess wouldn't this be like the biggest inherent danger in an open marriage is that somebody falls in love yeah, with your spouse or, totally. you, or your spouse falls in love with somebody that, else? That from my level would be, hey, honey. Like if it's sexual yeah, yeah. And, and, or and just physical, I, I, you know, that, that seems you not... to make, makes sense. But like it, it, when love gets involved and this guy fell hard in love with Jada Pinkett Smith, that, that would seem to be de- detrimental. I, I guess they're, the proponents of this would say that there is your litmus test. Mm-hmm. If, the, right. if the relationship was meant to survive, it would and, survive that. And if it wasn't, then it should not. I wonder how she felt about him. 
Uh, yeah, I him. don't know. Maybe he's uh, a dickhead. <laughs> well, maybe he fell too much in love with her, yeah. and, and that was a turnoff. Maybe she, you know, I can't wrap my mind around it, but maybe they're really they live that lifestyle, and that's the way they like to keep it. Oddly know? enough, so, his actual know. life story, Preston, was that his auntie sent him to live in Bel Air. Oh, oh. Yeah. he got in a fight. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. playing some b-ball. Yeah. What uh, was that? What was the interview that that she had right with her kids, and it was like, or, or, over, or her mom and her grandmother about what? her sexual addiction. Was that was what the Red Table Talk? Yeah, and it was like it was like she revealed like pretty. Well, it's a show that she does. It, it's it's a sit around that they have but but regularly. Was, but, yeah. what the, but the information she revealed was like pretty bizarre, right? She always does. So yeah. it's just sexual uh, addiction. She apparently was deeply involved with Tupac, uh, and that was one of the main loves of her life. And uh, you know, she's you can't say she's not candid. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to another story, and this is one of uh, another death, unfortunately, and and a pretty big one. A guy named Johnny Mandel. You may not be familiar with this name, uh, but he is an Oscar and Grammy winning composer and arranged music. Who uh, he 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 uh, arranger and musician who worked on albums by Frank Sinatra, Natalie Cole, and many others, and whose songwriting credits include the theme. From the film and TV show Mash, yeah, he oh, wrote no that. Yeah. Suicide is painless. Uh, correct. He was uh, ninety-four years old. Uh, he died Monday of a cardiac ailment at his home in Ojai, California. Uh, he was among the last of the great songwriters to emerge in the pre-rock and roll era. Uh, his career dating back to the nineteen forties. He enjoyed a long and diverse career. He played uh, trombone and trumpet with such big band uh, and jazz artists as Jimmy Dorsey and Count Basie and spent two years in the 1950s arranging music for Sid Caesar's landmark TV sketch program, Your Show of Shows. It's kind of wild that a guy who's, like, the song Suicide is Painless with the lyrics, because it has lyrics in mm-hmm. the... Uh, in the in the movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that uh, I would have thought he was just some sort of relatively young folk singer, but he obviously had... He goes all the way back to that. Yep. Uh, he was also collaborating on, he collaborated on projects with Paul Williams and the husband and wife team, Alan and Marilyn Bergman. Artists recording his material range from Marvin Gaye to Stan Getz to Barbara Streisand. He even worked on the soundtrack for Caddyshack. Uh, and he said in a 2010 interview, I don't really have a method or a style and I never wanted one. Some guys really try to have a style. I just work with what's there and try to do the best with what's there. Uh, and he worked with, uh, like I said, Sinatra when he had uh, launched his own label, Reprise Records, in 1960. Uh, and he chose Mandel to arrange his first album there, the exuberant Ring-a-Ding-Ding. Ring-a-Ding-Ding. In the 90s, he worked with uh, Natalie Cole on Unforgettable, which she duetted with her father. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Barbara Streisand's Love is the Answer. Even Tony Bennett, The Art of Romance. That's right. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Uh, decades This early. dumps for you. He wrote This Dumps for You. Uh, so Johnny Mandel, uh, you know, he's got in the world, but of music. not forgotten. Preston, That's correct. All right, moving on. Mark Wahlberg is incredibly sensitive. He is. Uh, well, not in the way you're thinking. He revealed on social media that a recent allergy scratch test showed he's allergic to quote almost everything. Oh, uh, he posted a picture of his back. Uh, which was covered in swollen spots. He's all swole. <clears throat> Several of his pals weighed in with advice and thoughts. Uh, Chris Pratt wrote, I'm not a doctor, but based on the inflammation near the puncture marks, it looks like you're allergic to getting poked by needles. <laughs> and Mario Lopez simply replied the same. Uh, professional golfer Justin Thomas wrote, if you end up being allergic to wine, I call dibs on the cellar. Yeah. Is he allergic to fly honeys? No, no, nobody knows. No. I wonder why they did it on his back. I always thought it was done on the arm. Uh, if you get like 
lot? A lot. Like, they have a big one. I okay. think they do it on your back. What yeah. about also for film purposes, too, if you don't want, you know, mm. you're more likely to see your arms exposed on your back? I thought I had mine done on my back. I'm Did you? Sure. I had mine done on my arm, and I, I feel like we just talked about this, although, I don't know, I'm in, like, a time warp these days, but um, when I had mine, mold, uh, like, you know, I, I guess a little, you know, piece of, of mold was put in, and the spot where the mold was came back three days in a row. Like, I broke really? out. I broke out three days in a row. They were like, yeah, we could say you're, you're allergic, allergic to that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, you were allergic to, to like, nightshades and stuff like that, right? Uh, well, they didn't do... They, they, I don't... I, well, I shouldn't say I don't know if they they can or not. They didn't do the food at the time. Right. Um, but you did yeah, the elimination diet. Yeah, it was for that. yeah for that. But it that was sucks. weird. It was like um, like horse hair was on there. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> had to stop eating horse. I had mm-hmm. to stop, yeah, or at I'd, least the hair. I had to sell my horse. <laughs> yeah. Shame. Right, so, did it indicate why he was doing this? Um, obviously, he wants to find out what he's allergic to. But was uh, he having? Like, no, he probably just... yeah. He probably listen since he's allergic to everything. He was probably having reactions and wanted to get tested officially. <laughs> I think a lot of people during the quarantine are looking for things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to go back because, Press, I know that you were looking to see if you were still allergic to something. and Ibuprofen. Uh, yeah, I wanted to which I, I want to find out if I'm still allergic to penicillin. Uh, which I am not. Yeah. Uh, I found that out, that the, a lot of these allergies that you have can change as you age. And for the longest time, I was allergic to penicillin. I went and got this study done. And in the sure afternoon. enough, no, but it takes like four or five hours because uh, you have you got to sit there. They, they have, have to watch you. Yeah, they, they give you a little bit and they watch you and then they come back an hour later and they give you a little bit more and then come back another hour, give you a little bit more and then they see if you react. It's just a day. I mean, you take some stuff to watch or read or whatever. And Is it like a staring game where they're just sitting there looking at you the whole time? <laughs> Stop looking at me. But when I went for my ibuprofen test, I was I had like 30 minutes left. I'd been there all day. Oh, you told us. And then I started reacting. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Son of a bitch. I thought I was in the clear. Uh, But earlier this week, Wahlberg shared that he was headed back to the gym after taking a COVID break from uh, F45, a global fitness company that he invests in. And uh, he pushed the franchise, saying it's safe and properly sanitized. Yeah, during the quarantine, he put on 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, During his 80th birthday, Sir Patrick Stewart is finally ready for the project he once feared taking on, and that is his memoir. Uh, The award-winning actor has a deal with Gallery Books for a revealing and heartwarming look into his life and times. A title and release date will be determined later. Uh, The idea of writing a memoir, he said, based on my life and career has been in my mind for several years, but always the demands of work have pushed it into the background. Today, there are no demands, nor is there a prediction when there might be. Uh, He turns 80 on July 13th, and he said in a statement, I'm caught in the middle of shooting a new series, Star Trek Picard, and I passionately want to see it through. But in the meantime, what? Well, I have a beautiful study in our house in Los Angeles, sunny and peaceful. I am 80 and a little over two weeks' time, and I've just treated myself to a gorgeous office chair, and I have the time. But most important... I'm loving what I'm doing, even though I never thought I would or could. He's psyched about buying a chair, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Listen, Stuart. You, you, this is new. you got to realize. Yeah. He bought a comfortable chair. I'm happy for him. He'll write about everything from Star Trek to his award-winning stage performances to his voice work on American Dad. Uh, he had expressed concern in the past about bringing back memories of his abusive father. I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. But he will reflect on his childhood in Yorkshire, England. Marked by poverty and domestic violence, so he had a he had a nasty upbringing. Did not know that. I rem- I've w- I remember for years seeing him as a character actor in a number of movies. One of my favorite movies, Excalibur. Yep. he's in that. Yep. and uh, he was always good. And then when he got the when they suggested him for the role of the new captain on Star Trek, I was like, really? 
and he was sensational. And the great. Picard series is really good. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's really good. Uh, I don't um, follow him on Instagram. I just pulled up his account, and I didn't know this. And um, he apparently posts a sonnet a day. So he'll, and I'm not a big poetry guy or sonnet guy, but something he's written. Some, no, no, no. Uh, like so, in one of the ones that I pulled up, because he was he was reading a, a sonnet from Shakespeare. And uh, I don't know much about sonnets, nor do I know much about Shakespeare. But because it's Patrick Stewart, I would watch that and listen to. There it. There was an old hermit named Dave. <laughs> I he he's a guy I'd like to be friends with. Yes. You know what like I mean? Like Ian yes. McKellen. Yeah. I'd like yes. to hang out with those two. Those two guys? Go to Chuck E. Cheese. I would love to be this friends with them. This is incredible pizza. Um, as well as, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, his uh, life will continue on as well as his lifelong political advocacy and ongoing charity work will be included in the memoir. So it should be pretty interesting. So he's going to get started on that. How about <laughs> just seeing what story I'm going to, guys? We're helping you with Phil and Mitchell. Oh, thank you for the help. Yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon announced on Tuesday that a new CG animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is in development. This is fantastic news, isn't it? <laughs> See how I help? Listen, they have uh, they have choked a lot out of that franchise. I yeah. mean, that continues. They're fun. Yeah. to be successful. Choke is the right word. You know what yeah. though? The Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles that Michael Bay produced. Did you did you see that it's one? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. And uh, Megan Fox is in it. <clears throat> the action yeah. sequences are pretty good. The turtles are believable. I believe in turtles. They're fun for kids too. I <laughs> yeah. mean, and kid, my when my son was uh, eight or nine when this movie came out, he loved it. He loved the sequel. I have a friend Nick, and and his son loves them now. So like they they. They target the audience really well, and it's a, it's enough of an entertainment you, thing. You talking about the the original ones or the no, or, no, no. Or, or the well, CGI ones? All of them. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good. They translate from kids to adults. They do. Yeah. I mean, but we can all agree though that I mean, why do they have the face masks on? I mean, they're they're turtles for, for anonymity. Okay. Yeah. So no one recognizes. <laughs> Stupid. So Nickelodeon is uh, Nickelodeon is partnering with uh, Point Grey Pictures on the project with Seth Rogen, mm. uh, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver from uh, the studio producing. Uh, the film will be Nickelodeon an- uh, Nickelodeon Animation Studios' first ever CG theatrical production. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah. I I probably have seen all of them. I mean, you know, dating back to the originals that came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way, to, way to brag. Uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles is based on a comic book, actually, a series oh. by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Uh, the property has launched a number of successful animated shows, theatrical films, video games, and more. The first CG animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie uh, titled TMNT was released by Warner Brothers in 2007. Uh, Nickelodeon launched a uh, CG animated television series in 2012 and released 2D animated series Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2019. So they, this uh, this one is in the work. Was it Corey Feldman, one of the uh, voices? Was. Yeah, was yeah. it was he Donatello? Who was he? I don't remember They've which. They've had so many different voices, but Johnny Knoxville was one of the voices. In Le- uh, he was Leonardo in one of the movies that came oh. out. Yeah, so, okay. and uh, that's it. I got you. That's it. And that's, that's all, all I have yeah, to say. I was, was going to say more, but we're done. <laughs> well, they were trending the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Philadelphia last week. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, there was like a oozed coming out of a manhole. No. Uh, uh, on Thursday or Friday of last week, and people, right. were, you know, and people didn't know what it was. What it ends up ter- uh, turning out being, it was, uh, the, I guess, irradiated turtles that had grown to superhuge. Well, size. you would think that, and, and perhaps <laughs> I don't know, like a rat that would uh, teach them their ways. But no, um, there is like some sort of. 
uh, chemical or dye or whatever that the you know the water company will put into the water, and if it reacts, it, it, you know it's just there for to a control reaction. us. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. So it, it, it wasn't like uh, toxic or anything like that. All right, you know. all right. I want to point out, Casey. A lot of texts are coming in, so <laughs> they wear the masks so you can tell them apart. Now that is so the viewer can tell them apart. right. But and I knew that, and I wasn't going to say that. But apparently, it says somebody said it's blasphemy. The headbands and assigned colors were so that Splinter could tell them apart. Uh huh. Oh, come on. So I don't know. And then also ninjas wear masks like that. Take it for what it's uh, what it's worth. All right, we're ready for clips, and here we go. Very exciting. Uh, the HBO documentary series "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" examines the crimes of California's Golden State Killer in the '70s and '80s. And in this clip, the producer Patton Oswalt discusses why he gave up personal information to the show's director, Liz Garbus, uh, when making the miniseries. Here we go. I wanted Liz to have all of the possible information that she could, emails, texts, just to see the evolution of her thinking. And Liz did such an amazing job wrangling this. It was such a massive amount of material that Liz was able to make sense of so deftly. I just didn't want there to be any gaps. Plague you. Uh... That's an odd thing for Patton Oswalt to be involved in. His wife in. worked on the case. That's His wife right. had died. It That's was a right. dream of hers. She researched for years and years and years. She yes. helped solve the case. And uh, the, the we were talking about it, I think it was last week or the week before. This guy was, <clears throat> well, he's still alive, but uh, brutal, yeah. vicious. Yeah. And life in prison, right? Is that what he, he just, yeah. just he got just this week? pleaded guilty this week. And he yeah. looks, uh, Steve, man, he, uh, did you see any of the yeah, news clips? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's exactly what you would expect him to look like. Yeah. But, I mean, an absolute, he just despised his victims, tortured oh. them mentally, just yeah. horrific. Sick person. Uh, the next episode of I'll Be Gone in the Dark premieres Sunday at 10 on HBO. Here's the next clip. All right, if you don't get to see the original, if you didn't get to see the original cast of Hamilton perform in person, you will soon be able to watch it on your TV at home thanks to Disney+. And in this clip, Lin-Manuel Miranda talks about why they filmed the musical. Here we go. Accessibility was an enormous issue. We could present that show and a snapshot of what that extremely special company was doing in that moment and give it to everybody. So that's coming out on Friday. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to it. My wife is very excited. She saw the production here uh, in this studio, no, in uh, in uh, Philadelphia, yeah. and loved it. So, uh, yeah, she says, I got to see it. I'm, I was interested anyway. It looks great. And this is the original cast. Yeah. So it's excellent uh, that they are bringing this to the Disney+. Plus. Vader. It will be available on Friday. So there you go. And that is your chunky entertainment report. I even left some stuff out. Oh, my God. We'll save some. You jammed it like a sausage. How about that? So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget a secret text for today. A chance for you to win a four-pack of tickets for uh, the band Almost Queen performing at Mohegan Sun Arena. Uh, And that is on July 17th. So text word secret 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay put. In 1776, our founding fathers told England to suck it. In 2020, 93.3 WMMR is commemorating this with the 4th of July weekend. Because, frankly, we miss live music. And since we've got a long weekend, we're raiding the MM archives, pulling out the best live material we've got, and featuring it every hour. 
So crank up your Alexa, our app on your phone, or the radio as loud as it'll go, and celebrate our 4th of July weekend. Sponsored by Hyundai City of Burlington. Shop South Jersey's favorite, HyundaiCity.com. 93.3 WMMR, playing everything that rocks, live. We were having this discussion in the entertainment news segment of the program uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith. There's a guy, an R.B. singer named August Alsina. I'm not familiar with his work, but apparently he had a romantic relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith and had been given the blessings to do so from Will Smith. And the relationship apparently rocked his world. Yes, he fell deeply in love with her now, we don't know the full story on why she let him go, and it might have been that it, he, the... He was glomming? The connection was, uh, yeah, was too emotional for yeah. her, and maybe she wanted to just, you know, be more physical about it. And uh, so we were just talking about that. Nick said a bunch of texts started coming in. Yeah, people were talking about um, preconceived notions about what an open marriage is and how it works. And, um, you know, sometimes I think people enter open marriages, uh, especially if they've been in failed relationships before and if those failed relationships also involved affairs right so they'll come into a new relationship and and will smith was married before he was married to jada pinkett smith and and part of the reason why his first marriage ended was because he was not faithful to his wife right so i think you get into this second relationship and think you know what i um if i'm gonna do this type of thing i might as well be honest with my partner if my partner's gonna be honest with me back then they find ways to make it work however Oh, sorry. Love that happens. And that that's where I think it gets really messy. And so somebody texted in and said, listen, <clears throat> love, people can fall in love in straight relationships and in, in, in monogamous relationships. There's no, it's no different among uh, um, polyamorous relationships. Okay. An open marriage and swingers, that's different, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. An open marriage would allow for you to sort of um, not have go other- on an extended relationship okay. with someone, whereas a swinger, uh, to my understanding, and you know what a crazy sex deviant I am. Uh, I see you with your upside down pineapple. Oh, my God. All the time. Yeah. 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 Shopping I, cart. At the shopping I put shopping watermelons <laughs> upside down. I want it all. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, um, and then in the other case, I think you go, can go to like, you know, swingers parties and clubs. And it's more like sexual, that. right? More it's, sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, with all of these, I know we, we, we throw these terms out there and think that it's, it's, there's a clear and cut definition of what that is. I, I, it's more complicated than that. Sure. It's it's what you and the other person agree upon, and I think that's the most important thing. Is you got to you got to talk about this ahead of time. So, and if your if your definition of that stuff starts to change, yes, you have to talk about that too. Mitch Vatel talked about this, yeah, and talked about constantly. Mitch Vatel is a comedian who's come in a number of times, and he and his wife have a crazy open relationship. I guess yeah. that's tamped down a little bit now that they have a, a kid, but. Um, he talked about having to constantly reset the boundaries so that both right. parties are comfortable and yeah. and and that um what would define cheating in a relationship where you're where you have an open deal and it involved her giving approval yeah. for him to do that and vice versa well that was yeah. the same thing with will and jada so um i think their rule was um you kind of have i you, i have to approve of who your partner's going to be like I don't get to pick who your partner's going to be, but you just have to, yeah, yeah. I was thumbs up or thumbs down. Hey, honey, I'm gonna um, 
Hey, fly honey. Hey, yeah. fly honey. But I want to go out with uh, with Kathy Romano. Is that okay? And that's why Will had to give his blessing to this Alcina guy. Yeah. yeah. Are these? Is that eyebrows on your shoulder? <laughs> Stop it! Who are you today? with? <laughs> By the way, they've lightened up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. noticed. A little Kathy's angry. dark yeah. eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> I found eyebrows on his collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a friend of a friend. I don't know this girl, but I just know basically her whole story because when we get together, uh, the friend of hers will tell us because, you know, for us, it's very bizarre. It's juicy. And it, well, yeah. and it's yeah. interesting it to it's hear. It's completely awesome. Yeah. So so this girl um, knows her boyfriend. She calls him her boyfriend. All right. Um, knows that he is married and his wife knows about her. Um, they've never met. They don't. The wife and the girlfriend don't know each other, but um, the wife does the same thing. She has a, a boyfriend. And, and it's younger. So it's an older couple, couple who go out and find uh, younger people to, to be with. And But, I mean, it's an ongoing relationship with this girl. She she calls him her boyfriend. He takes her out to dinner. They go away on vacation. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But- so, Kathy, so in, in, the, in, the, in this thing, in this duration uh, uh, together, and it's the issue that we were talking about, uh, apparently like with this guy, with Jada Pinkett Smith, has there ever been a case where, where there, you know, if this, if she was to fall in love with the other person or vice versa, would that? Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure it would complicate things yeah. a lot. I know that they're like the wife has the say, so. Um she's been annoyed where she's wanted to spend the weekend together and he says no i can't this is my wife's weekend and like she'll get she will get annoyed she gets at jealous. That, but like the wife takes precedent okay here's a text that came and said my first husband and i opened our marriage and i fell out been divorced over a decade it can work but most people i know who do it wind up falling apart i can't cuz you're going to hit that one and, and it can happen as we said before in a regular relationship if you're not open it, yep. you could meet someone it could be you know um uh, anywhere, you know, but sure. uh, it, it, I, I think it does complicate issues when someone starts to go all in like this dude who was with Jada Pinkett Smith was mm-hmm. head over heels. Well, when you talk about people who have multiple wives and then you have sister wives and stuff like that, I don't know how that works and how I mean, jealousy. When do you get to play video games? Well, <laughs> Wait, honestly, you're too busy. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to finish this level. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say when it when it could fall apart uh, pretty quickly and not about like a sister wife, not not somebody like that. But if somebody were to get pregnant, you know, if you have an open sure. marriage, I would imagine in the deal is don't get her pregnant. But also, like, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you not get jealous? Like you were talking about, the, you know, so and so goes on vacations. Like, what if you're the wife wife and like, dude, I don't. I want to go to Cabo. Like, why? Well, because she I has go. somebody too, and so she—it's it's ba- balance. When they when they leave their their home, I guess. Oh, and that's the how other does thing. it she, not turn into a competition? That's the other then. thing. She doesn't go into. I'm his, gonna bang his teeth. She doesn't go into his home. So, like, with his wife. So, so they'll go other places. The front like, lawn. Well, I think, I think he has a lot of money, too. So, yeah. I think he has, like, an apartment oh, somewhere. Oh. So, they'll go to the apartment. Or that when they go away on vacation, obviously, they're staying in a hotel. Is his, So, I, I may have missed you saying this. So, is his significant other aware of this? Yes. And Completely. She, and she has a boyfriend, too. And so, they've worked out all the machinations where they have separate locations where they take each other's right. side action. Right. And they're conducting, basically, cottage relationships. Yeah. Well, wow. I guess do wow. they do they sit down with a calendar and agree? Everybody's got to agree. Okay, these are the dates. What a nightmare! I'm going off with my other. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so because she said like yeah. there was like a, like she couldn't do something. She had to, had to work a weekend, and now, she was like, I can't do that weekend, and and it sort of caused a little argument. Here's where I think it c- it could get it. And now, if you agree upon that, that's all fine and dandy, and everybody's happy with that. 
where I think it could get messy is if you come back and you start telling stories about what a great time you had. And do they do that? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I just I just hear like the you know the side pieces story. I, I can't. What a weekend! I can't even sit down. Uh, yeah. Serious. Yeah, I mean body. stuff like that. You're right. I mean at that, like at that they, level, it's, it's not just. But there, it's, there's je- jealousy will rear its head at some point. And uh, yes, I'm sure it will. Listen, I I don't understand any of this. I mm. find it fascinating because it, to me it's like a movie. But um, it's not just about sex. I mean, of course that that, that is yeah. part of it. But um, like I said, he's taking her out to dinner. He, they're going on yeah, vacation. Yeah, they're having like, a good time. Yeah, they're doing well, yeah, things that well a, do. that a couple would do. Yeah. yeah. Here's a text says I met a guy. And really hit it off. A few days into it, he told me that he was in an open marriage. I was iffy, uh, but she knew about me and was okay. He eventually wanted me to meet her, and that's where it ended. I could not do a separate relationship. Oh, wait, I could do a separate relationship, but not a, what is a thruple? It's a, it's a oh, three-person yeah. couple, a thruple. It's good to finally meet you. <laughs> My name is Velma. <laughs> A thruple uh, would be like what, um, what's his name, uh, Tiger King had. Uh, oh, here's, God. Yeah, man, here's, I don't. Here's a text that says, whatever happened, to be, whatever happened to being loyal and dedicated to one person when you get married? Well, there, most people do that, yeah. but some people don't. So that nothing ever happened it, to it, that. It's if you're there. all consensual, that's the case. I, for me, that's, I, I, there's no way I'm going to sit there and say, have a good time, honey, um, you know, with, uh, with, your, uh, with your other guy. No. Yeah. Just... You know, uh, it, it, I can't see having that conversation, but people can. If that oh works, yeah, I'm go, too jealous. There's yeah. no way. There's no way I could be in that. I would. I would. It would drive me crazy. And, and you can't have her. We're germaphobes. Yeah, that. Yeah, that too. <laughs> How would you respond if your wife came to you and said, "Hey, I was interested in doing something like this." Oof. I'd say, okay, but I get to sleep with him, too. <laughs> and she'd go, really? And i say, let me rephrase that. Because, you know, you're, you're different people when you get married, and 20 years later, your your relationships change over the years, and maybe it's something that your your wife wasn't interested in when you got together, and minds well, change. I don't know. I well, that's curious. the thing, like the Mitch was saying, or Steve was saying about Mitch Fatel, you've got to, if you start feeling a certain way, yeah. you've got to talk about it now. Because it's you, you have to talk about it now because it will grow and yeah. and it will it will fester and it will make it bad. You know, things can go sour and then, but you got you got to get those cards out on the table. Well, yeah, and so I think um, you know as you get older, everything changes, right? Like your, yeah. your your palate changes, like you like food that you didn't like before. I, I, you know, it's been my now you like thruples. Now you like thruples, but I think you know normally, you know, and I hate to use the word normal. I think te- people tend to get a little bit more conservative as they get old when they have kids and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you know, like well, in your approach to the, you, you're also trying to set examples. I think for the kids as well. You make, and I think that's, you make yeah. it less wild. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Two one five two six three WMMR. If you're in an open relationship, I'd, let's hear it. I want to hear about it. How's it? How's it working? How's that going for yeah. you? I want to see video. Yeah, send us video. Casey wants video. Uh, you <laughs> so can, do you. You can do that too. Oh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't watch <laughs> over um, your shoulder, and, and especially if it was Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they've the the rumor on them having that relationship has been out. They've talked about it for a yes, long time. Yes, but here's the first time we've had somebody who is at least been verified. To the to the extent someone can be verified, really. and I assume if that's your um, if that's your interest, that you, that's something you need to talk about very early on when you start to spend some time with someone who. Like, you're what's your favorite in. cuisine? Yeah. Are you into open marriages? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. What be, movie do you want to see? It should be in the top five at least. Do you mind if I have side action? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Marlena. Marlena. Good morning. 
Hey, good morning, you guys. Rock. Thank Woo! you. All right, what do you want to chime in on, Marlena? So I just wanted to say that if people want to do open marriage stuff, polygamy stuff, that's a hundred percent okay. But that you have to talk about it. Yeah. It is so. It is so apparent. People who have terrible trust issues, people who are not open to talking, cannot do it. Stupid. Stupid people can't do open relationships mm-hmm. because it just it blows up in flames. It does because I've I've experienced it firsthand, and it's fine until the trust kind of disappears, and then you go, "Oh my God, what the hell are we doing here?" And then you got to refix the relationship. So, so, so it's just my advice to everyone: don't don't just think, "Oh, I might be into this." It's no, you need to sit down and talk about it for like week yeah that's i believe it that seems to be yeah that seems to be sage advice because whatever you think all those things that you naturally experience in any kind of relationship are going to start to surface so if you're not on it and conversing constantly you're going to have all those pitfalls correct yes a hundred percent it's okay to be open and it's okay to accept each other for who you are but if you don't talk about it it's going to shoot you like your foot's going to be in your mouth all right all right, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, so, Marlena. Um, you too. You, we know people, uh, somebody who's in a polyamorous relationship or relationships, I should say. And uh, what I find interesting or found interesting about that one, and this might not be, you know, how it works universally across the board, but like you have primary relationship mm-hmm. and then secondary right. relationship. Mm-hmm. And what happens when the secondary relationship wants to be, well, well hang on, I, I, we've been together long enough, I... I want to be primary. You called into the office. Or at least I want to We're be. going in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. We're, We're making some changes. You're being you furloughed. Now the, yeah, you're now the, the uh, you're not, you're now vice relationship. Uh, but that's the thing. You got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it can, it could, it could go bad or it could. I want equal partnership. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who engages in an open marriage should have some sort of person who serves as their HR department. Okay. Yeah. I so like they can that. go talk about these things. I like that. You've seen the movie Kinsey, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, with Arlene Neeson. Yeah, yeah, and there's uh, eventually all the researchers they they end up having these swinging parties. Yeah, and, and uh, it's you know they're just banging is yeah. what they're up to, but at, at some point two of them, uh, and they're all married couples, uh, two uh, end up falling in love with somebody from another relationship. Right, and amongst all that orgiastic sex. It becomes a problem because yeah. they start having romantic feelings for each other. That's and, the key. It's, yeah. it's, you know, and I've heard this said from a number of people that women would rather find out that that some guy just or, or I don't I don't know if there's a similar on a survey with men, but most women said they'd rather have find out that the guy there or the the person in their life went out and just had a sexual thing rather than something that connected to their heart. Right. Um, I'm going to go to this call. This sounds interesting. We have a, an anonymous caller on the line. Uh, married for eight years, became uh, in an open relationship three years ago. Hi, Anonymous, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, real quick before we go on, instead of Anonymous callers, have a make-up a name. Yeah. Like like a good one, like uh, like Superfly. Superfly, or something like that. yeah. Some, some weird name. So if you're calling in you want to be Anonymous, just give us a weird yeah. name, something odd and interesting. We'll give you points for the most interesting ones. <laughs> it's going to suck for Superfly when he calls in. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So what, what should we call you, Anonymous? What's a good name? Uh, Veronica. I don't know. Veronica's a great name. I like it. All right, Veronica, go ahead. 
Uh, so my husband and I were have been together for 12, married for eight, and uh, we became um, ethical non-monogamous about three, four years ago. And it has had its ups and downs, but I know the caller beforehand said, you know, communication is the key with it. Can I, can I ask how this, um, who, who, who broke the seal? Who, who said something first? Um, actually, it was kind of a, it, it wasn't uh, I said it or he said it. It was a mutual discussion we were having. Um, I had just come out as um, pansexual. And I had actually never had an experience with a woman. And because I had been married and monogamous to my husband, he was like, well, uh, you know, what would you think about opening our relationship up? And then they kind of expanded from there. Now, a lot of our friends are actually polyamorous as well. They've all been married for a very long time, but are, uh, you know, they they have this lifestyle. So I think it's not as rare as you guys think it is. No, but Veronica, let me ask you. So was was the inquiry as to whether or not you would both go have other people in your lives or if you were going to bring a woman into the relationship you were currently in with your husband? Um, no, the inquiry was, was we would go out separately. We would go all right. separately. Okay. And so do you have relationships or is it just sexual? No, it's relationships. So currently I have um, two other partners. So my husband is my primary. Um, I have two other partners. I love them both. Um, my husband is currently um, dating two other people, uh, kind of brand new. So they're they're feeling that out. His two other partners are also polyamorous. God, uh, the schedule alone. Seriously. Uh, no, you, not even that, Preston. Where's what, time? What happens around the holidays? You go broke, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for us, it's a little, we don't have children. All right. Um, so it's a little bit easier with scheduling and things like that. Okay. Uh, no, no, scheduling. Soccer is- practice. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, scheduling. I mean, honestly, like, what if uh, your you know primary guy or, or even secondary, secondary number one uh, is wants to take you here, but then secondary number two is like, yeah, but I got tickets for a concert, and then you're like, oh, I'd rather go to the concert than wherever. You know, there, there's got to be a lot of like jealousy going around. Is there? Is there, Veronica? Do, yeah. There, you know, there really isn't jealousy going on. And, I mean, if there is, it's, I mean, it, you're human, so you're going to have jealous feelings. Right. But the the thing is you want to talk about them immediately. You don't want to let them fester. Yes. Uh, you know, but, again, it's it's a calendar. You you know, you there's a lot of communication and say, okay, well, I'm going out with so-and-so tonight. Uh, you know, when are you available? So, you know, it's just a, just, a, just a quick question, scheduling. Veronica, with the, with the, the primary, the secondary, do, it, do, is there a pre-established priority order? Does everyone know, does everyone know where they fall in the chain just to a, avoid kind of issues like that? Where if my secondary comes to me with something, they, they take priority. Is that how it goes or is it a lot more fluid? The, the, it's it's more fluid. The only one that that really, in a true polyamorous relationship, kind of has a priority is your primary. Okay. Well, there you hey, go. well, it's interesting that you and your your husband found each other, and that you guys are the you're into this, and it's not something that was, I guess, upfront very very early on in the relationship. What I want to know for you specifically, not your husband or or any of the other relationships, but for you, what is being what is being fed the most for you? Is it a physical thing? Is it a um, a feelings thing? You know, like what what needs are being met m- most for you? Um, 
Oh, that's a really cool question. Uh, no, it's 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 a feeling thing, I guess. Like my husband and I are very much in love. We click. Um, we've always gotten very much along. We've never been these couples that fight a lot. Uh, and it's just we have this idea that as humans, as one human being, you cannot have the you know you cannot satisfy fully the the realm of what the other human needs all right okay all yeah, right when, okay so my, my my other question is but then when you have two other humans you're are you spread and they even, tell two friends well, and they no but are you spread <laughs> even more thin because uh, i understand what you're saying it's like oh I, I don't i don't have a lot of energy to give into this relationship today <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I, I mean it, it sounds very selfish to say that but when you have two other relationships like how does how do you how are you not emotionally spread even more thin Oh, no, and it, it, that does take a toll, and you have to make sure that you're still taking time for yourself. Um, I, like, especially over this pandemic, I was feeling very, like, emotionally drained because I was feeling a lot of it coming down on me. And, you know, I have very, very loving and uh, thoughtful partners, and, you know, they were very much like, okay, well, you need a day to yourself. You need you need your own time. So yeah. you just always have to make sure to take time for yourself. Okay. By the way, Veronica, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a tip. You guys are going to love this. It's a calendar app that my family uses so that everybody knows what's going on. It's called Cozy, C-O-Z-I, and and you can enter, and you'll know what everybody's doing at any time in scheduling is going to be a breeze. There you go. There you go. Congratulations. Happy sex. Thank you, Preston. All right, thanks for... Oh, wait, hold on. I just wanted to ask, with with that in mind, real quick, Veronica, does your husband, your primary, uh, has he met the other two? Uh, He has met one of them. Um, they, because it's his mother. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I just made you sick, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> he met, um, my, my one partner, um, because my one partner had never been part of a polyamorous relationship and he wanted to just kind of meet my husband and make sure everything was kind of copacetic. And, um, but my, my partner that I just started dating, uh, he will meet in the future. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Thank yeah. you, Veronica. We appreciate it. I sort of look yeah. at it like this, and, and please, Steve, don't make this sexual, um, <laughs> because I want to talk about my children. Uh, I have three children, and sometimes all three of them need something like at once, and it's really, really difficult to go. Okay, man. Like you know, especially when they were when they were little. It's a right. different dynamic, though, right? Well, no, it's not. I, I think it is. I think you need to understand. I think what you're not grasping is that. All of them are into this, so they understand it. If she can't be there and she can't take the time to be with them, they understand that yeah. already. Sure. And yeah. they're adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus kids. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's you know, if, if, if you don't live that life, it's kind of hard to maybe wrap your mind around it, but you understand that they all understand. What if you're watching a TV series together? Yeah. <laughs> and you forget, oh, my God. That's cheating, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's cheating. Dude. No, I didn't see this episode yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to go to, by the way, speaking of jealousy, Ian is in a polyamorous relationship, wants to talk about jealousy entering into that. Ian, good morning. Uh, is your name Ian? Uh, hello? Yes, yes, you're on the air. Oh, oh, uh, no, this isn't Ian, this is Abe. Abe. Oh, Abe. Okay, we'll go yes. with Abe or Superfly. All right, Abe. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Superfly. Okay, okay. All right. perfect. <laughs> go ahead, I, Superfly. So I've been in a I've been in a polyamorous relationship for the last about two and a half years. It's been one of the most wonderful experiences of my life. And what you guys are talking about about jealousy is entirely a thing. And my my girlfriend taught me 
the most amazing philosophy for dealing with jealousy that is so helpful. Basically, it's jealousy is the fear that you will not get your needs met. Mm-hmm. So if you work to get your needs met in the relationship, you can better address the jealousy. And if you look at it like that, then it's easier to deal with. Okay, so jealousy is the fear of not having your, your needs met. Yes. And if you work on that, if you talk about those things, mm-hmm. then... You'll go out of your mind. <laughs> and, um, that too. Um, okay, uh, I'd have to think a little bit hey, what, more what he say, I understand that if you yourself are... It, it goes to, to another, just a basic core tenant of therapy, that if you, if you are sure that you're happy, then that... that Take care of yourself, and then you will be happier. So, in other words, make sure your needs are met, and you're less inclined, as you're saying, to be jealous. Correct? Well, it's it's well that too, and it's it's actually funny you said it because I am a therapist. And oh, there you go. What I've learned in this, I've brought into my work with monogamous couples, and it's actually helped them a lot. And yeah, it part of it is also you both of you in a relationship need to get y'all needs met. That's the thing. You need to you need to work to get your own needs met. You need to help your partner get their needs met. And by working together in that way, by working to get both of your needs met, you have a healthier, happier relationship. Okay. Mm. Hey, Abe, I, I have a question uh, tangential to this. Superfly? No, oh, Superfly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Superfly. Uh, is is it for for those? And we have uh, our, all of our phone lines are lit up with people in open relationships. So there's there's plenty of people that are. Uh, but the you know the majority of the world lives in this monogamous uh, uh, vein. Is it kind of exhausting having to explain it to other people who are curious about it? Uh, not as much as I thought it would be. Okay. Uh, here and there sometimes, but more than anything, it's interesting. And I, I love discussing stuff with people. Right. I love all this. And I, I kind of enjoy dealing with the silly questions okay. because... When, as long as it's with a person who is open to learning, I had a wonderful conversation with my family about this like a year ago, and they, they, you know, they had some silly questions, but then they came to understand it, and I felt accepted, and it was, it was, it was wonderful. I know that not everyone's going to have that same experience, and I feel gifted for that, but honestly, I don't mind it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing, Superfly. We appreciate it. (laughs) Happily. Y'all have a great day. Uh, You too, man. We'll see ya. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to go to all bitch. these other calls. I apologize for those who have been a hold for 15 minutes or more. Um, but we we got to go live on Fox, and I don't even know what they want to talk about yet, so we need to figure it out. Yeah, probably. But it's very it's interesting, and uh, if it works for you and you manage to make it work, listen, there's a lot of people that, uh, that, that enter into the monogamous relationships, and it doesn't work. Relationships are relationships. They're just their they're work. God bless. Uh, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with what I got because I couldn't handle it emotionally, but yeah. There was a text that said, uh, I'm struggling to find a relationship with one person and these effers have two and three <laughs> how do you do it it's got to be depressing <laughs> all right well anyhow we need to take a quick break and we're going to do that very thing for uh, thank you for the phone calls we appreciate it when we get back to bizarre file going live on fox good day as well later on this morning actress perry gilpin will be joining us so make sure you stay there you wake up
up with Preston and Steve, spend your workday with Pierre and Jackson, your evenings with Jackie and Brent, and weekends annoying the neighbors by cranking us up to 11. But why stop there? Anybody know what she's talking about? Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop now. Clothes, hats, mugs, clocks, puzzles, baby and kid stuff, even a Pierre bobblehead, and more. They make great gifts, too. So get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. So we have a secret text word, chance for you to win tickets to see the band Almost Queen. We're going to be playing at a drive-in, four-person max in your car load, uh, and Mohegan Sun, and that is Friday, July 17th. So text word SECRET to 39333, and you can uh, win those tickets and actually go to a show. That'd be cool, yeah. Music means we're going on Fox. Here it is. Oh, see, that's good producing by Sammy. Uh, how do you like it? How do you like it, Preston and Steve? We're talking about, let's talk about steaks, because we can still go out in the backyard and, you know, barbecue or whatever. Yeah. Grill. I do pretty uh, much every day, yes. Yeah. So we were trying to guess who would be a well-done steak guy between <laughs> Preston and Steve. Now, I don't know, Preston, but your name came up. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> really? No. Medium yeah. rare. I need it bloody. Medium rare. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, okay, cook all rare. the flavor out. No, I'm, I, I cook. That's my thing. I wouldn't dare cook one. Uh, I'm so happy you said that because it's horrifying when it's well done. And Mike's looking at me right now, guys, because when I first came to Philly and we went out and had dinner <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, how do you want your steak? And I said, oh, well done. He said, oh, you might as well eat my show. And that's what he said to me. <laughs> so now I've been shamed. Yeah. And now yeah. I do medium well. Okay. Oh, medium, medium well. well. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And how I'm long have you. you been here? I'm with you, Alex. Medium well. Medium well no. for Kathy. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it mooing. No, me neither. It won't oh, be. Oh, I mooing. want it rare, still kicking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Rare, rarer than rare. Medium, medium rare, I think is, and most chefs that we've okay. had, and I know you're, 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 you're both are, are, are foodies. Uh, medium yeah. rare is the optimum way to get medium the rare. taste of what you're eating. Correct, Preston? All right. Agreed. All right. Yeah, but so they don't you know, know what we like. Out. I don't. I can't do rare either. I, you know, and I <laughs> not used to rare. Be, I mean, I, listen. I used to be butterflied, and then well done. I've actually. <laughs> oh my! God. He's talking about a party in his frat years. <laughs> but I yeah. just I like the I, I like the char taste. I do. So you like oh, the char? Yeah. You like? Okay, I do. I, I to me that it's it's you you miss all the taste. Excuse me, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All the taste of the, of, the, of the meat, you know. Yeah, what you did it for blood? me? What did it for me? I was at a really nice restaurant, and they had undercooked it for what I had ordered, and and I got yeah. a, a burger, and and uh, it was so juicy and yummy, and it was red on the inside, and yes. I didn't see that. I just tasted it, and I'm like, this is amazing. And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, this okay. is what it's about. This is what. It's and about. you it's married that chef that I night. Did. Yes, you yes, did. I did. Oh my um, darn! And you never went back. No, no. And in fact, my kids, I because. They've they've grown up with with me preparing food that way, and they like it. I mean, blood running out of it, and the whole thing. That's what? the way they there, love it. Is there anything you would eat well done in 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 in, a, in that in a barbecue realm? Um. Well, listen, pork's got to be cooked all the way through, so and that I definitely go with. Raw chicken is always good. Yeah. Uh, no, no. There's nothing I can yeah. think of that I was like, you know, make sure you cook it all the way through. No. Right. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yep. Uh, we blew your minds, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, you just you did. did. Kaboom! <laughs> I used to be like Alex. Um, I was a, a young woman from Texas. No, I, 
Uh, I would be I would be a medium well guy. Okay. And then same thing, Preston. I got the taste of a medium rare or rare, and I go, whoa. Yeah. This thing comes alive. Uh, <laughs> this thing is still, still alive. alive. That's why. <laughs> yeah. But it, I don't like it bloody. Bloody is too. That's no. A lot of it has to do with getting a good cut of meat. If you if you get a good, you can absolutely taste the difference, especially when it's when it's not cooked all the way through and it's a good cut of meat. Preston, you're, you're good to go. Yes. Best steakhouse in this city of Philadelphia. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, Barclay Prime is pretty amazing. I agree. Um, But if you want to go with the chain, like Morton's is great. I've had some fantastic steaks there. And Chris Chris, even though they're all over the place, damn good steaks. Hey, uh, Mike, I want to jump in real quick. Happy birthday on Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, they missed the announcement. I've moved my birthday because of the uh, COVID-19 to October 3rd, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Saturday, I like that. Right. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. Remember you, that. You make I'm it a, a drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a drive-in. It's good to see you guys. Good All right, see guys. You. Happy 4th. Take yes. care. Happy we'll see 4th. you later. Yep, absolutely. All right. Um, we have Bizarre File stories, and they are ready to go, so let's get to it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre. And it's brought to you by Hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly, Philly, and make it hers. Hers forever good. A 72-year-old woman uh, from California trying to take photos of a bison was gored at the by the animal at Yellowstone National Park. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> oh, she's been... You just got gored, bitch. She's been Al Gord. Uh, How about a back rub? Uh, the woman sustained multiple goring wounds and, and was uh, flown to the Idaho hospital to an Idaho hospital on Thursday. A uh, request for <laughs> more details on the woman's condition were not immediately returned. Uh, she approached within ten feet of a bison multiple times to take its photo. The Park Service said the bison most likely felt threatened after being repeatedly approached. Uh, the park urges people to stay away from wildlife and keep a minimum twenty-five yards away. Uh, from animals like bison and elk. And having been at Yellowstone, I have seen people. I didn't see anybody get super close to bison, but I saw them getting super close to elk. And you just, you, you can't do that. I have been. going to get you. Laterally on the other side of a protective fence while a bison got up to a full run oh. on the other side. <sighs> I could feel the ground shake. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just the terrifying. They weigh 2,000 pounds. Yeah. I mean, they're huge. Uh, so uh, for bears or wolves, visitors are told to stay at least 100 yards away. Uh, but you can ride the grizzly bears, right? You, all you want, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> bison attacks on humans have occurred in Yellowstone before, including just last month. Less um, so in urban areas. And they can run up, <laughs> up to 35 miles an hour. So they yeah. can fall ass. So, yeah, don't go near the bison. Uh, Canadian Tire, a company, is attributing a glitch that caused all items at Lindsay Canadian Tire to scan as Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I love this. Uh, to a downloading error. Five stores were impacted in the bizarre computer system, Fritz. It started around 7 a.m. Monday. A staff member from Lindsay Canadian Tire said any item that the team scanned showed the same product number and information. As Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yes, I'd like to put on my winter Mr. Potato Heads, please. <laughs> Kathy Kurzbach, manager of external communications for the Canadian Tire Corporation, clarified the glitch 
uh, and only made the na- it just said that only made the names of products appeared the same, not the prices or the item numbers. That's a bizarre glitch. That seems like some sort of sabotage. I know, but they're saying they're saying that it wasn't. I but mean, it that entire like place would end up with Mr. Potato Head as an inventory item. The anomaly didn't affect stores outside of Lindsay or Whitby. Uh, Whitby, that's my favorite place. A point of sale downloading error caused item names to appear incorrectly. She said, hmm. and it has been corrected. And the stores are operating normally. The glitch took about an hour and a half to get worked out. Customers were asked to continue browsing while the staff got the system back up and running. Foul play isn't suspected as a glitch only impacted a handful of stores. That's say. wild. Were you a fan of Mr. Potato Head as a kid? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I must have had like eight of them. Yep. And if you remember, it started off, you'd need a real potato. Yes. Oh, no kidding. You could yeah. use the real potato, which I did often. Yeah. Because it rotted. A New York City man who was killed in a skydiving incident on Sunday was not wearing his parachute when he hit the ground. Wait, what? Yeah. Was it, so was it a suicide attempt? I'm guessing. Uh, or successful? They haven't indicated it but uh, officially, but the victim identified as William McCartan, 40 years old, bo- boarded a plane at Skydive the Ranch. He jumped out with another skydiver at approximately 14,000 feet. The witness told police McCartan jumped from the plane while wearing a parachute. He hit the ground in the parking lot of the fire department where he died from his injuries. And police have not located the parachute that he was wearing when he left the plane. And they're asking anyone who may have located it or witnesses uh, to the incident to call troopers. Was the other guy who jumped out of the plane a bank robbing surfer? Uh, you know what? They I don't know if they've looked into that, okay. but they did find a presidential mask <laughs> at the scene. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming this right. is now. I, what I don't know is how much experience. If this guy was jumping out on his own, he's a regular skydiver. Yeah, you would imagine. There's footage that just popped up. It's been making the rounds uh, on social media press. Mm. And it's a guy whose main shoot doesn't deploy, oh, and yeah. he's he's being you've, you've seen it right. And he's getting yeah. he's getting commentary or instructions from the guy on the ground. Yeah, and he manages to deploy his safety shoot. Yeah, f that. Yeah, apparently, yeah. this guy was a coach, uh, so he'd done it many times. He okay, was a skydiving coach. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that's uh, terrible news. All right, so you've seen videos of people freaking out over face masks and stuff like that, plenty of those. Here's the weirdest one I've seen so far, uh, a face mask contra, uh, com, uh, confrontation. The captain of a hovercraft was forced to suspend a crossing because two passengers refused to wear face masks. They get they get ornery on those hovercrafts, don't Never they? Never heard of this on a hovercraft. Uh, police were called at the as the service from South Sea to ride on the Isle of Wight was halted when a pair became verbally abusive. The firm has banned them and canceled their travel cards for breaching uh, its abusive behavior policy. Anyone traveling on public transport in England must wear a face covering. Officers spoke to the pair when they arrived. After the crossing resumed, the argument was apparently about one of the passengers wearing a mask which had a broken strap. No formal complaint was made, and officers noted the passengers were no longer allowed to use the service. Uh, staff have engaged, the company said. With these customers on a number of previous occasions, explaining ah. the reason why and encouraging the use of face coverings, the captain stopped the hovercraft during the crossing to reiterate the regulations, but was forced to escalate the process by involving the police to enforce compliance. Disengage hovering. Uh, the customers became verbally abusive, and so hover travel followed its zero tolerance policy to any abusive behavior by canceling both customers' travel cards. If there's one thing you're going to wear a mask on, let it be a hovercraft. All right, and then we'll do one more story in Liverpool. Two women were arrested on suspicion of drunk driving after a serious crash with one of them finishing off a glass of wine as the police arrived. <laughs> Officers were well, called, that's commitment. Officers were called to the collision in the early hours of Sunday following the smash-up between two vehicles. A white Mercedes had career, uh, 
careened into a blue parked Ford Focus with both vehicles sustaining significant damage. Police said when they arrived at the scene at around 4.15 a.m., one of the women was finishing off a glass of wine. That's so good. Uh, photographs taken showed an empty wine bottle in the footwell of the passenger seat along with the glass and what appeared to be a second full bottle in the storage compartment near the handbrake. Would you like some cheese? Merseyside police said that they had arrested two women on suspicion of unauthorized take, uh, taking of a motor vehicle and drunk driving as well. And there you go. That is your bizarre file for you this morning. All right, let's break and come back in a moment. Don't forget, secret text word today. Chance for you to win tickets to the Almost Queen Show, Mohegan Sun, coming up on the 17th. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, couple shout outs if you guys don't mind. Please. Got this. Uh, it says, uh, shout out for an awesome small business. And this is from Cheech, uh, who said, hey, Preston, yesterday I had one of the greatest meals I've ever had at a new small restaurant by my house. The coolest part about it is they had the Preston and Steve Show podcast wow. playing in the restaurant. That's awesome. And it was so fun to wait for my food while listening to the show. They are, uh, the name of the restaurant is Mama uh, Giacomia's. Uh, Giacomina's, I'm sorry, and they are in Hamilton, New Jersey, and have been working really hard since COVID. Best regards and have a great day. So Cheech wants to send out to Mama Giacomina's. So there you go. Thank you for playing us at the uh, uh, at the great. restaurant. Really yeah, yeah. And I got this one. I'm sending this a, a personal shout out because these guys uh, kind of took our cardboard classic idea and changed it just for fun uh, while camping. And this guy, Ken, had told had emailed me about this before. Well, they did it. He said, we did the water version of the Cardboard Classic this weekend <laughs> while camping. My son, Zach, won the race and $75. Nice. Uh, they had to cross the pool at a campground we were staying at in New Jersey with the same rules as a Cardboard Classic, cardboard and duct tape. And he wanted to go the, to this past year's Classic, but it didn't work out. So now he is definitely going to be... Pushing to go this year. Just wanted to share the cardboard classic is expanding to water now. Hmm. I think it was Ken that got in touch with me a while back. Somebody or somebody had mentioned you guys should do this on the water. I'm like, man, we can barely do it on the snow and get away with it. Can you yeah. imagine our legal department uh, on water? Hey, we saw when Red Bull did the fluke tog, the yes. uh, and they did that down. It was at uh, across the river, and they had they yeah, had a Camden. Camden, and they yeah. had a, a big barge. And there were a couple times there. It was an incredibly windy day. You'll remember, Preston. Yeah. And there were a couple times where it was like, oh, did that guy get really hurt? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. oh, that's all we need. Uh, so, but but it's really cool because they they make these contraptions and then they they uh, they go across the pool, which is fine, and uh, that's that's a lot of fun. So I thought it was cool. And then a butt plug, if you don't mind, uh, oh, yeah. is a tragic story. Um, and I think you told me about this, Casey. Uh, a gentleman named Kenneth Barry. Casey is what he went by. A mechanic was killed in a workplace accident as he was working on the hopper of a garbage truck. Yeah, actually, uh, he was uh, friends with intern Joe. Intern Joe, you know, was, oh. was paramedic and had, was on the scene. It's it's just a horrible, horrible story. So he has a, a wife, Kim, and their two children, Colin and Kaylee. Colin plays <sighs> hockey for both Ridley High School and uh, what is to be his first season of junior hockey with the little flyers, something Casey was very excited about. 
Uh, and so they set up a GoFundMe. I sent it to Nick. We'll put that on PrestonSteve.com. Uh, so if you are able to, to uh, contribute, uh, they're being accepted. The contributions are to help with Collins hockey dues for the upcoming season. So that's just terrible news. But we wanted to pass that along. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm sure that uh, that you'll be able to help out. Casey? Yeah, well, I mean, on that same note, I had also gotten a, a note from his uh, sister-in-law. And uh, and they were setting uh, other things up besides a, a, a GoFundMe as as well as a Venmo. So I'll get that information okay. over to uh, to Nick. Um, on another note, there was a, um, a a tweet that I that I saw rolling around yesterday. I retweeted it, and it is a couple who is sitting at a gas station, <laughs> and they're watching this girl come up to fill up her gas tank. Did I you love see it. it? I yeah. did. So it's she so cu- she pulls up. Uh, the The tank is on the driver's side. Yeah. Um, so, but she pulls up with the passenger side facing the pump. It happens. And she gets out, walks around, realizes she made the mistake. So she pulls out to another tank, but there to another pump. The problem is she pulls up to the other pump with the passenger side still facing the pump. She gets out. Hmm. Oh, geez. This is, all right. Gets back in. The couple is commentating this going, okay, now she's going to do it. She's going to get it right. She's going to figure out what she she's needs to do. She's got it now. Yeah. Pulls around. Does it again? They're sitting there going, "No, no, no, not again!" <laughs> I think great. she did it four times. Yes, well, and four times on video. Four, yeah, she, she had done it before they started shooting the video. The, it, I think she had done it like at least twice, twice right? Yeah, and she, 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 and you know what she was doing? She's coming around. Okay, if I come around on this side, it'll be on the right side. But she's coming around on the wrong side on that side. And I think at one point. Uh, Maybe they mention it, or it's in the video. She backs into the spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she gets it completely wrong. Still, yes. Now I have done that. I have not only just pulled up on the wrong side and then realized it, but then pulled over to another pump and done it wrong again. Right. I have done now. I've not not done it more than that many times. Right. I have as well. But I'm like, you idiot! You idiot! Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Have you ever attempted, even though you've effed it up, to pull the hose all the way over to the other side? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can. On occasion, yeah. it, it'll go far enough. But if you do that and it doesn't, then you look extra stupid. And looking stupid when you realize and you're just like, God, I hope nobody was watching. And probably no one is, but you think everyone is. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you feel lower than low. God, I hope nobody's watching and filming this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which happened with this woman. I occasionally will do something moronic like that. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I forgot where I was. I, I was at our um, uh, repair shop where we get our cars uh, worked right. on. And, you know, I, I just, I, I walked out. I was about not going to pay for it. I was just like, <laughs> I thought I was done. And they're like, excuse me, um, yeah. <laughs> you want to pay for this? Yeah, yeah. I do stuff like that all the time. Well, <laughs> did you get into a conversation with anybody there? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it was yeah. The yeah. guy behind the counter. Yeah. yeah, we were talking, and but as I'm walking out the door, it's like, do you want to you want to pay for this? You know? <laughs> oh. No. Could you guys cover it? Like several hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to pay I take, for this? Put it on my tab. You don't have a tab. I just. Oh, you know man. the thing with the gas tank thing, which is brought up, I think, in the video, or some people commented, Preston, and we talked about it before. Most cars have an arrow uh, where your gas. Yeah. Dial yeah. is that points to where you're on the pump. Yeah, uh, it it will point the, to the direction on your car where that where that is. But even though she knew where it was, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I's cars, uh, the gas tanks on on different sides. So yeah, mine too. When, whenever I drive my wife's car, uh, you know, I'm I'm bound to make 
or at least almost make a mistake. But nothing as bad as that woman that's on the video. Mine is the only car amongst the family that has the tank on the passenger side. Everybody else, I think they should all be on the driver's side, personally. Mm-hmm. Mine's on the passenger side. It has been. I drive an Infinity. I've had it for years, and I've gotten used to it. But I think they should all be on the driver's it side. It makes sense. Mine's yeah. on the passenger side as well. Well, yeah. your son, he, well, he dresses Subaru. It should be on the passenger side. Mine's on the, on the passenger side. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I also drive an Infinity, and mine's on the driver's side. What? <laughs> what? You've been pumping gas into the passenger seat, Preston. Come on. See, sometimes head. I will get a little bit mixed up with my directions. And one time when I was coming off of 55, going home from the seashore, I was coming off of 55, and I had to get on 322, and just for some reason... East sounded right to me, and I started. <laughs> so I basically, I just started, started heading ocean. back to the, the ocean. Oh, it, and I'm it, driving, it and I'm like, man, none of this looks familiar. And then eventually I got to Rowan University. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, you idiot. The worst is getting on the turnpike, mm. going the wrong direction. Oh, dude. You're screwed for, miles. for a minimum of 10 miles. Miles usually. and miles. And oh. I've, I've done that. In fact, and they, one of the most painful was after I remember having a conversation in my head, don't do that. Remember not to do that. Remember not to do that. And then a song came on the radio that I liked. I got distracted yeah. and I did it. Yeah. And you feel like such a raving idiot. I think I told you guys this story before, but uh, I had a friend who was getting on the turnpike, Steve, and he was he was west of Harrisburg. And oh. in order oh. to get back coming east, he had to go through Harrisburg, but he, he saw the signs and, and to the west was whatever place was to the west. To the east was Harrisburg. And he's like, I don't want to go to Harrisburg. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Where you yeah. Had, I, well, yeah. I, 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 thought there, I thought there'd be more. Yeah, Denver was full of crap. Um, by the way, this video that Preston's talking about uh, was taken off of Rex Chapman's Twitter feed. I don't know why, but Frank Caliendo posted it on his Twitter feed, and Frank does the video with uh, John Madden and Frank Summerall oh, doing the comments. Pat Summerall, yeah. Pat, oh. I'm sorry, Pat Summerall, yeah. I, I've got to hear that. So I'm sure that's a visual that Marissa, you guys want to watch, yeah. Is there a chance you can pull that? Because I'd love to hear Caliendo's, uh, uh, yeah, doing that uh, play-by-play. Every year coming home from Jack Frost, I <laughs> drive about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and I'm like, am I going the right way? Oh, like, dude, every right? single year. And I know, I know I am, yeah. but I'm like, none of this looks familiar. Do, do, you, do, you, do you automatically, because sometimes when it's one of those cases where you know you're taking a long trip, I will put on the nav system, even though I know exactly where I'm going, sure. just to have that yeah. extra reminder mm-hmm. so I don't zone out and do that I, stupid effing thing. I do it for to see what time I'm going to get home All and right. if I can beat the GPS time. Here's what I've done before, too, is when you when you pull up to a, an, an intersection and you're, you're going to switch directions. Let's say you need to go west and west is to the right, okay? And you know that. So so I'm, I'm, headed, uh, I'm headed south, so west is going to be to the right. And you'll see a, um, uh, uh, a, a ramp that will... Be, it will say west, but it's going to the left. No. And it's how does that end up taking me that way? It can't be that way. It's got to be this no, way. No, this and is you wrong. you get on and it swings you around the other way. Well, you know what that happens? That happens. Uh, I, now I'm going to have a brain fart, but it happens right on the turnpike. And there's one exchange that always F's me up that way. And I and if I if I'm distracted for a second, I get on the turnpike the wrong way. The one at six eleven is really confusing. Six eleven. The one at, at uh, Route six One is, is really tough too. Well, so the going from the Pennsylvania Turnpike to the Northeast Extension, that right there, I I've done it before. I've lived in the freaking area, and I've done it before. And you've got to go ten miles to Lansdale to get off to turn around and come back. I've actually could because if if people put uh, my address in their GPS, it will take you onto uh, from the turnpike onto the Blue Route to get to my house. And I've told friends, 
don't do it because inevitably you're going to get on the Northeast Extension and you're going to end up uh, yes. in Lysdale. There I goes just 476. Say, get yes. off at yeah. Norristown. That's what I say. I'm like, don't even look at anything ahead of that. Just get off at the Norristown <laughs> exit and you'll be fine. Shouldn't they pop at least because of that one, that chunk of, of Turnpike? Shouldn't they, the Northeast, Northeast Extension, shouldn't they have at least just put in one turnaround point? Because you're on it for so long before you get the option. It's just, it it just makes you feel like the dumbest person on earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you just had that out, it would help. Uh, I'm going to go to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Taylor. What's up? I have a funny story about getting turned around on the turnpike when I was like 17. Yeah. Um, I was going up to visit my boyfriend in college at the time. And... I was going home and had left just enough time to get back home before my curfew at 11 when you can't drive through 18. <laughs> right. And I went I went the wrong way from Altoona and went to Somerset instead of back towards Philadelphia. And the next exit is 30 miles away. <gasps> oh, my God. 30? That's, That's a 60-mile detour right there. Oh it's God. an hour out of your way. Oh, an man. hour. It gets better. So I finally get to Somerset. To turn around and I get off, which by the way, I only had enough cash to pay the tolls that I thought I was going to have to pay, not oh. the extra. Oh my God. So <laughs> I called my mom and I was freaking out because I was only 17. And she was like, Well, I don't care. You have to come home. You're not going back to Altoona. You have to come home. You have school tomorrow. So I finally get off at Somerset and I go to get back on to go back towards Philadelphia. And the turnpike was closed because of an accident. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> what time did you get home? Like twelve thirty, which is an hour and a half versus past a seventeen-year-old's curfew. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God, you poor thing, Taylor. And that sucks. And that's when you're you're just steaming mad, and you have a long yeah. drive ahead There's of you. There's nothing that will stop it. Your jaw is clenched. You're cursing yourself. It's, it's hell on earth. I've tried to learn to calm down when stuff like that happens to me. It's like it's beyond your control. Yeah. Getting mad yeah. is not going to help. Just go and just relax. You know I use the concept of the watcher, a, a replica of me in my mind that is calming me down. <laughs> yes. He was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I love this text. It says, my dad always wants to get off of the turnpike at Valley Forge. <laughs> Because he confuses Valley Forge and Fort Washington because George Washington <laughs> stayed at Valley Forge. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> I, I kind of see it. I, I do, I, too. I can see how your brain would trick you like yes. that. Yes, yes. I know I've done stuff like that yeah. before, thinking you're going to one town and it's actually another one, maybe because the name has some sort of similarity to oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've well, what was absolutely the, done that. Was it your uncle or somebody who went to... Palm oh, my Sp- God. Where- he went to... He went to <laughs> He meant to fly to Palm Springs, California. <laughs> yes, went that's to right. Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> Instead, he, he got went... on the wrong flight. This is when things were a little bit easier to mess yeah. things up at the airport. And he, he Palm... flew to Palm Beach. And this is from Missouri, middle of the country. That's yeah. amazing. He went the, you know, there's you're going one way or the other. And he... I love it. Oh, so when, when, did it, when did it occur to him about a when... month living there? When when they were about to land, oh, well, welcome to Palm Beach, Florida. You know, as they said it on the oh intercom, he's God. like, "Excuse me, yeah, <laughs> hilarious." And Nick, you had a friend who went to the wrong Portland, right? Yes, yeah, he confused Portland, Maine, and Portland, Oregon, <laughs> and, uh, opposite ends of the country. Yeah, yeah. 
He, and uh, and well, where was he departing from? Here? Uh, um, no, tell no, me no, it was here. No, oh, it was DC. It's but, still bad. Uh, but but here's the the problem. Uh, he had spent about uh, three hours in the uh, the bar at the yeah. airport and uh, was <laughs> loaded when he got on the plane and then passed wow. out. Wow. I used to have a problem. I would order tuna hoagies instead of turkey hoagies, and it happened to me at least. Four or five times in my life where, because it's T-U, right? The first two letters are T-U, and it wasn't until I got back to my house, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I I did I'm in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) I did it again. You've done that several times. Yeah. Meaning to say turkey. And I say tuna. And you say tuna. And at what, you don't realize it until you open it? Not until I get home, and then there's a tuna hoagie. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, it'll ha- it, I, end, I had a ham and Swiss hoagie uh, about a month ago. <laughs> I never eat that. It's always turkey and Swiss. And what? you said ham? I think because the guy in front of me ordered that. And I'm like, I must have, yeah. and I must have mm. casually. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Isn't today the day where everyone has ham? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 this must be the ham day. It's turkey means ham Wednesday. <laughs> it's ham day. It's, you say turkey, but they give you ham. I mean, I, I looked at my wife, and I'm like, what? Did they what? order turkey? No. Nope. <laughs> Ordered ham. I'm going to go to, uh, is it Gabriel or Gabrielle? Hey, Ga- Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Hey. All right, Gabrielle, what's the story here? So my husband and I went to see Danzig at the Sands in Bethlehem, yeah. and we left at probably midnight. He got turned around on the turnpike. I may have fallen asleep for a little bit. <laughs> we didn't get back to Delaware until 6 o'clock in the morning. Stop it. <laughs> God. I, I swear. And to top it all off, we finally got to northeast Philly, where I used to live. I'm like, I know where we are. Stop to get gas. He put... 20-something in there. The guy gave him $4 and then fought with him and wouldn't give him any more. What happened? He put $4 worth of gas in and wouldn't give him any more? My husband put $20, gave the guy 20 bucks, but he only it only registered for 4 and the guy argued with him and told him, no, that's all you gave me. Uh, well, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Should have gotten into a brawl. Yeah. So when I was a freshman in college, my roommate lived in Lancaster, and we were going to go home on a Friday night. And I listen, I, I've never been to Lancaster before, so I, I didn't know. But I was driving. I had the car. Lots of Amish. I was waiting for him. He was giving me the directions. So we get to 202, and he tells me to turn left. And we drove on 202 <laughs> for hours. And I, I don't know, every 10 or 15 minutes... <laughs> He would go, yeah, this looks familiar. This seems. We ended up. There was a bridge in in New Hope that we ended up in. New Hope. <laughs> I drove on two hundred two oh, from yeah. Valley Forge <laughs> yeah. to New Hope, Pennsylvania. I know exactly where you. And were. you know the giant bridge. Yeah. That's where we turned around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and then we went. That's all when you realized you were, you were yeah. going the wrong way. I would love to know how many oh miles that is. I'm going to. I'm, I, I got. Was that recent? That was in 1993. <laughs> Uh, That's when we were in, uh, you know, and and again, I don't blame myself. I was only 18 years old. I had never been to Lancaster before. I didn't know where on the planet Lancaster was. Welcome to New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. This doesn't seem right. We're all the horse and buggies. (laughs) I wonder why they designed uh, 202's directions as north-south when so much of 202 runs east-west. That is a, that is Uh, a, that just drives me crazy because there, if you get off, for example, if you are on City Line on Route 1 and you head down into Maniunk, it says that Ridge runs, I think it says it runs east-west. Okay. 
uh, or whatever it is, the direction is wrong. Yeah. And, I, is, and it's completely wrong. It just happens to veer yes. slightly in that direction. I can't wrap my mind around the, the northeast extension heading in a northeasterly direction because I <laughs> it feels it's, west to me. It's well, west. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, well, no, no. It's mostly north yeah. and west, but it was named the northeast extension because it was the northeast um, like attachment to the to the turnpike. The original turnpike well, that's was only stupid. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, right? but remember, like Pennsylvania has been so slow to adapt any um, like a, a numbered exits as far as mileage yeah, goes. You know, yeah. and and so the Northeast Extension was always just called the Northeast PA Turnpike or the Penna Turnpike forever. It wasn't even the PA Turnpike, and they finally gave it the designation of 476. Mm-hmm. What annoys me is the extension or the the connector. They connected the turnpike to 95 out in Bucks County, right? Yeah. So what used to be 95 north and south is now 295 east and west. Right. What? Yeah, I know. How did, how did it change direction? How did it change direction? I yeah. think so. It's probably the same case with with Ridge. In that Ridge, probably for the longest distance, runs runs um, north south, I guess. But anyway, whatever the direction is predominantly going in is probably what they put on all the signs. Even though you might get on the road at the point where it's not that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's Ka- confusing. Kathy, I am looking at these directions from King of Prussia to New Hope. It was an hour and three minutes at least, 32 <laughs> miles. Wow. We went 32 miles on Route 202. <laughs> and then we had to go all the way back. So then we had, so we did 32 miles back. And then well, I should have told well, you, and here's dude, the I'm thing, not going there's, to Lancaster anymore. What you're putting in your GPS now, there's a more direct route. They've actually connected 202. So you can stay. So what you probably did, because that connector wasn't there. It was built um, a few years ago. You <laughs> you probably went even longer out of your way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, that's go, got to be good. I'm going to go to Ed. <laughs> Ed, you are on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, man? So years ago, my wife was a Girl Scout leader. And we were taking the group of girls on a family tubing trip to uh, Jack Frost Mountain. So for years, I had gone to dirt track races out near Harrisburg. So we're all loaded up. My wife's the leader. She's got all the money, the tickets, <coughs> everything for the for the outing, for the, for the tubing. So I get on the turnpike at Downingtown, and I'm just second nature. I go west to go to my dirt track race, not even thinking. Oh, you know, no. Talking, well, like three hours later, we end up hooking up, and they were livid. They were yeah. hot. <laughs> but yeah. I decided instead of doubling back, I was gonna okay. Well, if I get off in Morgantown and I do this, 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 and this, I can just cut through cross country. Yeah, and I'll you know it'll, it'll be the same as backtracking. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. good rule of thumb is situation first, and uh, yeah. I'm not the, the favorite uh, with the girls' guests. And this was was this pre GPS days? Uh, it was yeah, back when they weren't so hot. Yeah, okay, I'm all right. Going back to uh, uh, mid '90s, late '90s. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was when that technology was just starting to pop up. That it was, sucks, it was yeah. the first where they had the uh, the Tom Tom and the Garmin. Yeah, the Garmin. Yeah, the Garmin yeah. I remember that. Uh, now it's a godsend. I mean, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go out and get lost on purpose and, and then just hit, you know, home. Take me home. Yeah, exactly. Country so, roads. Yep, so much easier <laughs> to do. Um, all right, here, I want to hear some of this audio. This is uh, Frank Caliendo. Uh, how we got started on this conversation, believe it or not, with somebody. Uh, this girl pulls up to a gas station, and uh, the gas tank's on the driver's side. She pulls up on the passenger side and realizes she's made a mistake, and then she pulls over to, uh, tries to pull up to another pump, still with the with the... Wrong side of the car facing the pump. She does it like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and there's a couple that's filming this and commentating on it. Well, Frank Caliendo, our friend, uh, did some impressions. John Madden and Pat Summerall uh, doing play-by-play. So let's hear this. What the heck's going on here, Pat? It looks like this young lady's just realized the gas tank's on the other side of her vehicle. But didn't she do this one time before you started videoing this thing already? Sure did. So she keeps pulling around, but she can't fill up because she keeps pulling around to the same side where the the gas tank isn't instead of where the gas tank is. Isn't that right, Pat? I think so. So what's more confusing here, where her gas tank is or or my explanation of this whole thing? It's pretty close. You think she's going to get it this time, Pat? I hope not. I'm having fun here. Just watching, recording, and not helping. <laughs> Looks like she's trying to make a Y turn here. Yeah, but it's it's not exactly a Y. It's a, more like, what's that star kind of thing on the keyboard there, Pat? An asterisk? Yeah, an asterisk. And then you got the the, the, the number sign, and yeah, that's the pound sign. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> Okay, well, we all, hey, we're people. We yeah. do stupid things. People's is people's, We guys. do them regularly, and people's is people. And if you're lucky, it ends up as a uh, worldwide meme. Yeah, and you yeah. might learn something. That's right. Um, hey, by the way, we have a new uh, Daily Rush video that is up as we speak. It is titled Hand Hobbies and Blow Hobbies. <laughs> and uh, and the descri- <laughs> description is, when does it stop being a job and become a hobby? Hand hobbies and hand, and blow hobbies. Uh, you can watch this video now at PrestonandSteve.com. It is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Apologize to those who are on hold. We didn't get a chance to get to. We got to take a break because we have a guest coming up at 9 o'clock. Yeah. I want to make sure we're on time. And it is uh, Perry Gilpin, the actress, will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. So stay with us because we'll be back shortly. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR. And check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. We're excited to talk to our next guest, and you may remember her from years on, of course, Frasier, but she's been in a ton of stuff throughout the years. And currently... On a show that you can uh, find on YouTube, and it's called Old Guy. <laughs> I was watching a bit of it. It's pretty damn funny. And let's please welcome her to the program, Miss Perry Gilpin yeah! is on the show. Hi, Kip Perry. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? We are doing wonderful. Uh, so, wait, listen, question number one, uh, who's the old guy? The old guy is a, is a guy named Roger Burton. He's playing a guy named Harry. And his daughters have a production company called Five Sisters Productions, and they wrote this about him after he retired in real life from being head of the psychology department. He came out to L.A. and he started auditioning, you know, and he, he was just, you know, his career was on fire. He was getting one job after the other, but they were all like, you know, as an di- adult diaper wearer. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. And uh, so so, he, he, Go ahead. <laughs> What? 
Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> there's obviously a delay. Uh, he, he, he has that sort of, he's immediately likable. So, he, you know, he's, he's a perfect lead for this. And then his wife is Gabrielle Burton. She's immediately likable as well. What, was her story similar to his? Yeah, she's a writer, and she was pursuing, you know, getting her things made in Hollywood and did. She actually has written a couple of books, too. And um, so, yeah, it was just sort of their story of, of their of their second act, you know, and how um, they were very successful. It just wasn't exactly what they had in mind. But they're such great sports, you know. Well, there's a, there's a funny scene that I was watching as I was watching a bit of it where he's he's checking himself. He's going to go talk to an agent who turns out to be you. Uh, and, um, you know, trying to get him work, obviously, and he's ch- checking all, uh, checking each underarm to see if he smells and uh, all of those <laughs> things. But, it, but, uh, but it's, it's for, for, um, the, the appearance and the, the tone of it in some way it reminded me of Broadway Danny Rose, that sort of vibe is, does that, do you think that's a, a fair sort of correlation? It is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Yes, except that, you know, I mean, Broadway Danny Rose had a huge heart, and, and a lot of his acts were very specific. I, I do think that, that Harry the, is a good actor, and, and Roger's a good actor, and, and they will only get better. It's just like coming at a career at 80. You know, you're not as good as people, 80-year-old actors that have been doing it for, you know, 60 years. But he was getting better all the time, you know. And he and he and I. He was just such a he was so, such a great sport about everything. It's, you know, it, I loved it. But he also made his his feelings known. You know. Well, it's it's very cool. I mean, and the, you know, the, the issue of obviously he's not going to be the next Indiana Jones. But there, you know, you a lot of times people do get pigeonholed, and that's part of the deal. Uh, you know, with with the industry that you're in. But again, as I was picking up on it, there's a lot of. Uh, self-deprecation, a lot of uh, having fun with what is the situation. And so what? what is the, how many episodes are going to be part of the series? There are six episodes and they're each around three to five minutes long. So okay. you can watch the whole thing in about 25 minutes. Wow. Okay. And it's, it's quick. It's their, it's web series and it's a new, it's kind of a new form but what's really cool is I think that the five sisters, they each wrote a, an episode, and I feel like they really, really captured their, the world that they wanted to capture. They really got it. They got a lot in there. Yeah, no, there, there is. Honestly, I didn't realize that I must have watched the entire episode then because I watched about five minutes of the, of the episode that's right up on the, uh, the opening page, and it was, uh, it's great. And that's, that you can easily consume that. Now, yes. Perry, how, if if the episodes are like five minutes long, how long did it take you guys to knock out the whole season? <laughs> <laughs> we shot it all in one day. No what? kidding. That's funny. Oh, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> it was. It was just. It was just a. It was a lark. Do you know? I mean, actually, it was a. It was a, a project of love for them. And I've known two of those sisters for since I moved to L.A. for years and years, and they used to tell me really funny stories about their parents growing up. And so that, that it was very natural for them to say, hey, now you're not going to believe what they're doing, and we've written a script and come do this. And so it was, it was great to finally meet him and her and to get to work with them. And, and, and all five sisters, each one directed a different episode. So they were all working together. It was, a, it was an amazing experience. Is, 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 could something like this take a jump to a, to a full series, if it were the case? I mean, is it, you know, stuff like that has happened where it's progressed on, or mm-hmm. does that uh, hold no interest 
to the producers and, and to everyone involved as well. It's just what it is, and it's perfectly uh, in, in short segments. What's the master plan for this? Well, I think, you know, they. I think that they would love for it to jump into something else. And I think it's, it, I think it definitely, the, the premise is wonderful, especially right now. I think it's a great premise for now. Yeah. And I, and, and I think they would love to. I think that's maybe what they have in mind. Um, they, we did it in 2013, but this category has just been added recently. I think this is the fourth year for the Emmys, so they wanted to sort of try to float it wow. out there now. And and then also, their both Roger and Gabrielle, their parents have passed away since we shot it. So they were spending time with their parents in those in those intervening years, you know, in those inter in those years. That's the wrong word, but right. in those years. So right. he, so they kind of came back to it. And I think a lot of it is because of what's going on right now. So they just wanted to revisit their parents and talk about what life is like all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have someone like my dad's, uh, you know, uh, uh, turning 94, I believe this year he's, uh, but it's, it's, uh, he's up there, he's active, and there are certainly different things. It's funny because if you talk about like diaper ads and stuff like that, if you watch any of the of the 24-hour news channels, uh, obviously the, the viewership tends to be a little bit older. So you keep seeing the same old actor in one diaper ad <laughs> is back with a, a heartburn medicine in another ad. And they all, there's, there's like a troop that all work on the same sort of commercials. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And probably Winnie is probably their representation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Perry, I had to ask about uh, Frasier. Now, Steve, you were telling me, was there rumors of a reunion? There have been rumors over and over and over again, and I understand right now it's in sort of a stasis. Is that correct, Perry? Yeah, there it is. They're, they're working on a script, and um, there, are at, there are definitely conversations about it. I think it's just making sure that everybody's happy. I mean, if you know, other shows have come back successfully, Frasier is absolutely primed mm-hmm. to come back. I mean, that obviously sons the great uh, John Maloney, uh, who uh, who could have, you know, he passed away. But I mean, they, 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 everyone is around, to, to my understanding, and and that that ensemble is one of the absolute best ever on television. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you. It would be fun. It would be a good time. Yeah. Have you ever nice take advice that. from Frazier that uh, was given out on the show? Because we reference from time to time the one guy that hated Frazier and Frazier went after him. He, like he, he was obsessed with the with the with one fan of the radio program who just or of the radio station, but just didn't like Frazier the character. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever take your own advice from that show? <laughs> Um, well, you know, I know where that came from, which is really – I can hear the producers talking about it right now. They, they, You know, they also produced a show called Wings. Yes, yeah. which I loved. And, um, and, and which was so funny. And they – some critic woke up one morning and wrote, like, I hate Wings. <laughs> just, like, singled them out how much he hated them. And they, and they never, they just couldn't get over it. They're like, wow, we didn't do anything. Why did they go after us like this? Yeah. Yeah, and this was pre-social media and, and uh, access, and they just saw a review? Yeah, it was just in, a, in the newspaper, like, I have nothing else to say except I hate this show. You know they, well, that'll ruin your day. Were, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. wounded. Right. That's, but that's the way we are. We can't yep. help it. You can get tons of praise, but that one insult is going to destroy you. Yep. 
Well, listen. Yeah, that's, just, what, that's what you'll dwell on. Yeah. Uh, I want people to know that uh, Old Guy is streaming now on YouTube. You can also go to oldguycomedy.com. And uh, like Perry's saying, you can knock it out in an afternoon. You can. <laughs> in in, in, in a half, half hour. hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, it's great to, to talk to you, Perry. And, uh, you know, this this looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to check it out. And, obviously, we'll see if something with Frazier happens. But thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Perry Gilpin, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, we didn't really touch on the fact that she was, uh, Jim O'Brien's daughter. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, she didn't, um, I don't think, I don't think she had a, um, like a really great relationship with him because, you know, he lived up here and she lived in Texas, right? right. So, right. uh, right. and she actually took her stepfather's, um, name, name and all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. But, uh, but he yeah. was, he was actually highlighted in the, uh, the 50th anniversary of, yeah. uh, the 6ABC Yes. Uh, yeah, that's special that they yeah, did. They did yeah, they did a nice, very uh, loving tribute yeah. to him. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, anniversaries you mentioned with 6ABC, Nick pointed this out to me. Was it 40 years ago uh, this week? that 40, year ago, uh, 40 years ago tomorrow. Uh, that the movie Airplane came out? Uh, no way. They and, were showing both yeah. Airplane and Airplane 2 last weekend on, on the um, Epics or something like that. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know what? It In, in the accolades... Of films, what I didn't know is uh, how high it had ranked in in the funny category. So, like Bravo, they had uh, the 100 movies of all time, and it ranked number six on that list. In, in just movies or comedy movies? Uh, in what 100 funniest movies? Okay, wow. Um, in 2007, uh, survey by Channel Four in the unit, uh, the United Kingdom. It came in as the second greatest comedy film of all time after Monty Python's Life of Brian. In 2008, it was selected by Empire Magazine as one of the 500 greatest movies of all time. (laughs) And in 2012, was voted number one in the 50 Funniest Comedies Ever poll. Wow. You ever seen a grown man naked? (laughs) There's so many classic lines that come from that well, movie. Well, let me ask you a question, Steve, because, you know, you're a student of comedy and, yeah. and the history of comedy. Was this type of movie, was this a sea change in how comedies were presented as a, as a movie? Because Well, these guys were actually, they had done, um, most of them had done another, a couple of movies, one of them specifically Kentucky Fried Movie. Okay, yeah, these are the uh, Zucker Brothers. The Zucker Brothers. Yeah. And, and so and they Jim were Abraham's. starting that. And John Landis mm-hmm. and the whole collective was starting the National Lampoon sort of vibe of comedy and parody. And what they basically did is they took a pre-existing movie uh, and they sort of, you know, went sort of scene by scene. And if you were to watch it, you'd see very very, very many similarities. There, there, bad, there's bad food on the plane. Right. And this causes an issue. It's an airport movie, right? <laughs> well, there was a, a different one. Okay. There was a movie called Zero Hour. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1957 that it follows most of the plot and central characters. But then there are elements of Airport 1975 right. and some of the other airport movies. Right. So, but yeah. it, it's, uh, again... I, and it was a low budget, but they, the brilliant thing they did is they took traditional, yep. stoic leading men like Peter Graves, like Leslie Nielsen. Um, <laughs> uh, Chuck Connors appears in the second one. So uh, Lloyd Bridges. Two things to back up what you just said. Yeah, it was a $3.5 million budget. It made $158 million worldwide, which were staggering numbers mm-hmm. at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And then, Steve, yeah, they said that... Um, uh, one of the the Zuckers said that the absolute trick was to cast actors like Robert Stack, Leslie Nielsen, Peter Graves, and Lloyd Bridges. He said, "quote These were people who up to that time had never done comedy. We thought they were much funnier than the comedians of that time were." 
uh, David Zucker felt that Stack was the most important actor to be cast since he was the linchpin of the film's plot. He said Stack initially played his role in a way that was different from what the directors had in mind. They showed him a tape of impressionist John Biner impersonating Robert Stack. Remember John Biner? Yes, I love John Biner. He's a great impressionist. Um, And according to the producers, Stack was doing an impression of John Biner doing an impression of Stack. Wow. Stack has one of the funniest lines in the movie, and I forget what the impetus of it is for, but it's one of those things that only he and a guy, an actor like him, could deliver where they they're basically saying turn turn the runway lights on, and then he looks at the he looks off to the side. And he goes, "No, that's exactly what they'd be." Yes, expecting. <laughs> exactly. So Stack, <laughs> hey, let me let me finish with just a little bit more here. Case says Stack was not initially interested in the part, but um, they had persuaded him. Uh, now Lloyd Bridges' kids told him to take the part, and, and so he, that's the. You know, that's Jeff Bridges and, and exactly. Bo Bridges. They said, Dad, you got to do this. And he right. started, he, so he started doing a number of them. He went on, he's in Hot Shots. Uh, yes. Part, part two. two. Yeah. Actually, uh, I think he's in both of them. And because then, in the first, he's a general, and then the next one, he's a president. And, know, and uh, as far as Peter Graves, he rejected the script at first. He considered it tasteless, and he's the one that said, <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? That's him. <laughs> okay. You ever been to a Turkish bath? <laughs> uh, and the, the role of Ted Stryker, the main role, which went to Robert Hayes, was originally written for David Letterman, wow, who had no previously kidding. auditioned uh, the role of the uh, the news anchor in the Kentucky Fried movie, which right. Steve mentioned. Letterman screen tested for Airplane, but ultimately he wasn't selected. So they went to relatively unknown Robert Hayes, who at the time was on a show called Angie, and he was also on, uh, or yeah, that was the show at the time. And then they got Julie Haggerty, and she rounded out the cast, and uh, they advised her to play it straight in the movie. Pretty yeah, much, so every everyone is playing that that yeah. to, you know, except for a few. Oh, there, there's the I forget the gentleman's name. He passed away, but he was the really crazy flamboyant. Yes, uh, I, I wrote. He's I, one of the Zucker brothers' yeah, I favorites. Love that. I wrote because his Leon's name down. getting larger is uh, something that was used against me. Yeah, his <laughs> name time. is uh, uh, Stephen Stucker. He was air traffic controller Johnny Henshaw Jacobs. <laughs> I just love Johnny. the idea that there are uh, so many different approaches to comedy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not just one way. You take a look at like Jim Carrey, and he's the person that makes the lines funny, right? Um, it, the lines are funny on you know. So you take the 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 situation and the lines and the it's you know the formula to me I think is well, just it happens all the time when people yeah. say you know with with comedy uh, you know we, uh, explain what makes something funny or what when how I approach comedy and and, yeah. and I, ultimately it comes down to this if it makes someone laugh <laughs> that's it yeah yeah well all right so Steve it's Andre Brower's birthday right right so yeah. would have known he is, Andre he is, Brower he's not I mean you classically you're like oh dude that's so that guy's so funny. But you put him in Brooklyn Nine Nine. You make him this character, yeah. and all of this stuff around him, and then his approach to that TV show. He's one of the funniest characters on the show. It, it, yeah, and he he's plays it straight. Phenomenal. Yeah, well, I referenced the the comedians in Cars getting coffee with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks earlier this morning, and uh, Steve um, Jerry asks Mel about um, writing the producers and if he was nervous while doing that. Yeah, and 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 Mel's answer is so typically of of, of him, but he's like. That stuff made us laugh. Blazing Saddles made us laugh. And we knew that if, if we were going to make each other laugh, and if Richard Pryor comes on board and he thinks that it's funny, because they were writing a lot of stuff with 
racially dividing, you know, I mean, and stuff they couldn't, whatever, but could not get away with exactly. now. But but it was done, and that stuff is mostly written by people like Richard Pryor, exactly. Uh, but but yeah, it's it has to. You have to have a certain point where you say, what group of people? That's why a lot of comedians will write write things. A lot of comedic writers uh, will write things, and they have their go to person. Like uh, I forget who uses somebody uses Sasha Baron Cohen as as their mm. as their sounding board because you gotta how does this sound how does this work for you right. but at a certain point you just have to go on instinct <laughs> I mean what we're seeing yeah. is the clips <laughs> on the uh, screen here in the studio and it, it still makes you laugh even without the sound we're like, talking about airplane if you're just tuning in yeah and so some some comedy is timeless right and then other comedy is you know maybe ahead of its time Nick we watched that one documentary on uh, it was the Dana Carvey show right oh yeah and, that's and a great you, you take a look at all of the people. That were involved with the Dana Carvey show, and it failed because people weren't ready for it. Too they, funny to fail is, is the name of the. I, I think yeah. that's what it was. And, and Colbert and Steve Carell were in it, and uh, but yeah, Airplane is timeless. The Naked Gun stuff to me is pretty timeless. But when you go back, at least for me, when I go back and watch something like Ace Ventura. I don't really find that funny anywhere. Billy Madison is a terrible movie. I tried to watch it the other day. It's, it's funny. It's not available. Um, I didn't feel like paying for it, but it's it's not on any streaming platforms. But I wanted to see how bad it really is because it, in 1993, 94, or whatever it was. It's what very year bad. was that, Nick? What year did it come out? 94. <laughs> okay. And, and watching it in college. So <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't watch it. Until recently, and I watched part of it because Mercer's like, you guys see it. I'm like, this is the stupidest stuff I've ever seen, uh-huh. man. But if I grew up with it, and it was just the silly comedy. Because the other day, uh, Awesome Powers 3 gold member was on, and I'm like, wow. Wow, were they just rehashing the same <laughs> jokes and that's what over happened with and over. The Naked Gun. I mean, the Naked yes. Gun, the first, second one, and then it, you go to the well too much, yeah. and, and, and things become far too telegraphed. Yes. You know, and a lot of comedy is about repetition. It's something that I, for years, I said, I'm not going to do that again because I just did it or I did something like that. And now, on like with this show all the time, there are certain characters and scenarios that people seem to enjoy, so I, yeah. I'll do them over and over again. But it, it, you have to know, you know... <laughs> I mean, there's so much sharp writing on these things. Uh, A a movie that the Zucker Brothers did that I adore, I know you do as well, Top Secret. I love it. Uh, It's just a great one. It's a a one-off. And there you have Val Kilmer, who turned out to be hilarious. And that's that wouldn't have existed without airplane because no. it it follows right into that complete and slapstick. It sort of bombed too. It did. Yeah, it did. There's a scene in that movie I love. It's just they do things just for no reason in that movie. There's he's he's sitting in a train and they're about to pull away from the depot yeah. and they're pulling away and you realize the train isn't moving. The depot yeah. pulled away <laughs> and you're like, what was the point of that? I, there I, was none. And it's just, just bizarre, just to make you go, what the hell did I just see? For perspective shots yeah. where the Nazi, the oh. phone's ringing, and you just think it's a shot of the phone in the foreground, and the Nazis <laughs> across the room. It's a tremendous phone. Yeah, that he huge. Picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. Uh, Airplane was, uh, and it came out of nowhere. It was one of those movies that my parents took me to see. I didn't know what, you know, it was movie night. We were yeah. just going to see a movie. I didn't know what we were going to see. Yeah. We walked in, and Steve, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when I saw it in the theater experience, they actually showed a Warner Brothers cartoon yeah. short before it. I'm like, this is great. Right, yeah. right. They don't do this anymore. Old style. And they showed an old Bugs Bunny cartoon or something like that, and then the movie came on, and it was 
go from the beginning. It was just all rules were broken. You were old enough to, I think, appreciate it, too. You were 12 years old at the time, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Do you remember also that one of the ongoing jokes that a lot of people didn't realize, I pointed out to my wife, is that every external shot of the jet plane, you hear prop injuries. Yes. It's a jet. And they had props. Oh, it's great. It's uh, great. Well, Spaceballs also came out um, around this time, what, 27 years ago? Okay. It's, you know, kind of like the same uh, the I same think, approach yeah. to comedy, right? I'm going to buck the trend a little bit here because I love so much of, of Mel Brooks. Spaceballs is not a very good... Um, it's okay. It's funny. It, the moments that are funny are really funny, but it's yeah. not as consistent. Compare that to Young Frankenstein yeah. or Blazing Saddles. Or, I you know, love History of the World Part One. History of the World Part One, and he, <laughs> but but like Men in Tights is not good. No, yeah, no, no it's not. you're right. I went back and I'm like, it's Mel Brooks, It'll be, you know. And I had seen it years and years ago, and I pulled it up and I started watching. I'm like, okay, this one's not so. You good. know, what, isn't it also not good. That good. There's maybe a couple laughs, but uh, the Dead and Loving It, the vampire one that he did with Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't. I I'd, I'd seen enough Leslie Nielsen and spoofs. Yeah. You know, and and I didn't want to. I didn't even give it a time. He became the go-to so much day. so that that they, that what made it funny initially. Yeah, you know, the, he, there's so many solid. You know, he pull up a chair and have a memory. You know, stuff like he would say that it was just great classic hokey lines. But after a while, it's like, come oh, on, right? I just got the joke uh, about Toy Story Four with Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. Mel plays Melephant Brooks and Carl plays Carl Rhinoceros. Oh, <laughs> they play each other. Is as those animals and the names are. I uh, yep. I okay, didn't, I didn't pick up on that either. Well, okay. So airplane, forty years old. Now that one, I still think holds up. I mean, there's a lot of dated things in it. I still think one of the funniest lines ever in cinema happens, and I've told you guys before. It's when the 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 young girl's sitting there, and the young boy comes by with a coffee, and they're <laughs> acting very adult. I'm right, sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. just walking by. I had some. Was wondering if you wouldn't mind a cup of coffee. Oh, I have it here. And and when she hits it, you know, he goes, "Would you like sugar?" And the- Cream? <laughs> no, thank you. I take it black, like my man. <laughs> oh my god! And you're like, <laughs> these are kids talking, and it was just like I had never seen anything like that in my life. Could you make that? You can't make that now, right? But you can laugh about it now, but you can't no. make that and, now. And you can't, the the the, the whole, That's you know, sad. you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> I mean, none of that stuff. So You, you know what, though? There are, uh, somehow it works its way through. Uh, some some movies can get away with it. Some uh, There needs to be that stuff that just makes you say that's so wrong. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's all, Blazing Saddles, when we were watching it in the theater, I remember the first time, you know the the audience was howling. You, the the fact that it was so wrong was what made it so hilarious and so right. Yep. Mm. Um, so have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? <laughs> <laughs> Turkish prison. That was it. What else does he ask him? Or he's like, oh, you have. A- we have a dog, Scraps. Owen Scraps is a boy dog, isn't it? <laughs> it's just all these. I love when when she's dragging him down the middle aisle, but you know he's they've passed out. Oh yeah, 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 by the feet. Yeah, there's no problem. Uh, <laughs> if you look out to the right, you'll see Hoover Dam. You know, just complete and. and Oh, how about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Who would have seen that coming? You try dragging yeah. Lambeer up and down the court. <laughs> yeah. Listen here. Yeah. My yeah. old man says, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm running up and down that court. I am busting my years. buns every <laughs> night. When they, when they get to Leslie Nielsen, when he gets introduced in the movie and he's sleeping and Julie Haggerty comes up to him, he's got the stethoscope around his, around his yeah. neck. And, are, excuse me, sir. Are you a doctor? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes I, I am. am. And there's, okay, here's another obscure thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, so when he he's uh, Leslie Nielsen is attending the sick one, right, right, yeah. and he has her to open her mouth. She opens her mouth, and there's an egg in her mouth, <laughs> and he, he's doing a sleight of hand. He keeps right. going egg after egg after egg out, and then he cracks one of them, and a bird, bird flies out. <laughs> I love that. No reason at all. And going back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's another part where the the plane is. It's it's like it's uh, descending very quickly, and he's apparently eating the food, and he's sick. Right. And they pull him out, and he's wearing basketball <laughs> shorts and the eye yeah, goggles, yeah, goggles yeah, and yeah. Then on. for no reason. Yeah. It's just one thing after another that's great about that movie that you just didn't expect. But it did. Yeah, Steve, like you said, the budget was $3.5 million. They made $158 million worldwide. Uh, on that, but it was 40 years ago. God, I clearly remember going to see that movie. Number two's pretty good. It's not great. Uh, yeah, it's so in, yeah, they're in space, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, William Shatner is, yeah. is very funny in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, but it, it, uh, it 40 years from a yeah. lot of movies. So it's not a comedy, but right now there's a movie on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime called 7500 with Joseph Gordon Levitt. I watched it last weekend. And yes. listen, man, it's a good movie. The entire movie basically takes place in the cockpit. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really, really good stuff. You recommend it? I do. Okay. Uh, let me see. There's another thing, but it's not coming up till September. It's completely different. Steve sent me this uh, article, uh, but it is called Inside the Manson Cult, The Lost Tapes. And it's a two-hour uh, documentary. It will be narrated by Liev Schreiber, who is a great... VO guy, voiceover guy. Is Tom McElwain in this? <laughs> oh, I forgot his connection yeah. Yeah, yeah. to the Manson family. This is a dude camping. He apparently was basically Manson's second in command. <laughs> yeah, was... Um, there was Tex Watson, and uh, well, the, yeah. But, yeah, and they were like they shared the duty. When Manson needed McElwain. insurance yeah. advice, he turned to Tom. And, right. Yeah. Uh, so it tells the usual Manson narrative, but what's different about it is the color it provides both literally and figuratively through never-before-seen sun-drenched film footage of the family on Spawn Ranch, uh, as well as new interviews with those involved. These video, the, the video and audio recordings remind us it was real, he was real, and so were his brainwashing tactics and followers. Mm-hmm. So here's how this worked out. Throughout his 30-year career, a guy named Simon a- um, Andre the specials executive producer has made documentaries on serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and Armin Muse, dubbed the uh, Rotenberg Cannibal. Right. But he's always wanted to make films on, uh, make a film on Manson. Uh, but he had heard about a young film director named Robert Hendrickson who had taken hundreds of hours of footage of the family between December 1969 and March 1973, some of which Hendrickson used to make a documentary he did in 1973 called Manson. But uh, Andre knew that there had to be more of this film around and that didn't make the cut in 73. So he just didn't know where to find it. So he hired a private investigator who tracked down the house where Hendrickson had lived and made contact with his widow and son who were still residing there. And once he had access to the tapes, he went through more than 100 hours of footage and ended up concentrating on three aspects of the narrative for the documentary. So number one was telling the story of the Manson family from the inside Two, showing how Manson was able to brainwash his followers and then bringing it uh, to light uh, revelations on the crimes. It's pretty wild. And yeah. a lot of it does focus in on the Spawn movie ranch, which obviously was a chunk of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where Brad Pitt goes to visit the uh, the family there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the classic lines like, don't call me Shirley. 
Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. I am it's funny, right? This is a comedy? You're saying S-U-R-E-L-Y, and I'm hearing it like S-H-I-R-L-E-Y. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he come up with the, the pick the wrong week to stop yeah. sniffing blue line? the wrong week to stop killing people. <laughs> That's a little too far. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll go with the glue line. <laughs> Uh, Hendrickson was granted unprecedented access to the family and Spawn Ranch shortly after Manson and several other family this members is our health club. were arrested in December 1969. <laughs> At one point, Steve, he also he smuggled a camera into Manson's jail cell yeah. and recorded message from him to his followers where he asks them to break him out from behind bars, providing an inside look into how he brainwashed and manipulated them. They have studied... Uh, he was actually a big, go figure, a big fan of the book Mein Kampf. So he uh, he employed um, the, a lot of those those tactics. And in that jail cell, uh, he they credit this with being the first cameo birthday video, Preston. Oh, so. really? Hi, Charles Manson. goes out to Billy. I understand your 11th birthday. Go get him, slugger! Billy? <laughs> well, wow. Nice. Oh, I hope you get dead school to you. I didn't even not kill your parents. <laughs> he would have done cameo. Absolutely, man. It's easy work. Wow. Remember that lunatic who was, uh, he said, well, Manson had a number of women who were courting him, but there was yeah. one who was just about to make it work, and then turns out she was just a fame seeker. Oh, oh really? Broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches, right? Good bitches, man. <laughs> I can't make you love me <laughs> if you won't. <laughs> he was a songwriter. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Wait, did we play any of his music or did I hear it elsewhere? Who? The, the, a couple Manson people recorded it. Uh, yeah. We recorded it. Um, yeah, maybe I was watching. Guns N' Roses did, I think. And I was, but I was watching a documentary. No, you know what Perry, it, was? it was? Fireworks is mine. Oh, it was, um, you did fireworks? <laughs> yeah. It was mine. Baby, hunter. you're a firework. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry, Nick. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, the TV show Mindhunter. They there's an episode where they focus on Charlie, and yeah. uh, and the at the end of the episode they play one of his songs, and it's not bad. It, it and he was inspired by the the California scene, and he Brian really, Wilson. He really I mean, that's not be, that's yeah. not fictitious. In fact, in, as depicted in the movie in, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Manson had gone to the uh, to uh, Sharon Tate's and, and Roman Polanski's home. He was friends with those people, and and he, but he 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 thought Brian Wilson still lived there, and he did not. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, but he was friends, I believe, with Dennis, or like friendly, and had spent time uh, with Dennis Wilson. Dennis and- Wilson, they struck up a a, a, a a decent friendship, yeah. but then they really realized quickly, okay, let's break from this guy. It's, but yeah. it really is. I mean, it's fascinating the the storyline with with Manson and and. You know, the, so much of it is horrific, but so, so much of it is just, like, really compelling stuff. Right! You know that new sound you're looking for? By the way, Nick mentioned that show Mindhunter. If, if serial killers are something that you're just fascinated with and how people, human beings, can do that type of thing... It's the development of the uh, the, Profilers. the crimes and the, you know the investigators and yes how they started <clears throat> profiling and the actual term 
of serial killer, the actual distinction of that type of killer created in the behavioral sciences unit uh, with the FBI. Watch it. It's Mindhunter. It's, there's two seasons. I think they're going to do a third. It's going to be a long time before they do that because of the uh, coronavirus and also other commitments and things. We were talking... Hey, hey up, everyone! <laughs> hanging ten? No, not surfing. That was hanging ten people. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. We were talking about show, Casey and Kathy were talking about shows to binge, um, and that are great shows, but you can't watch too many of them in a row. My yeah. Hunter's that for me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one or two of them, and they're so dark and they're awfully depressing. But it's it's really good TV. Yep. Yep. Like crazy people out there. Yes. Yeah. All gotta, right. So yeah. do you want to hear this uh, Manson song? Well, why not? Okay. Here it is. Fire. It's not where you're not free. And this is him singing. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. It's, yeah. Strong in your mind. Very uplifting. He can carry a tune. I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. you know, he can actually. He's not great, but no. he's not terrible. Uh, not was enough, it huh? as a uh, as a performer, but uh, and that was part of his charm to those people was his music and, yeah. and trying to spread that uh, that you know that free love message and all that stuff. But it took a little bit of a turn there. At some oh point. yeah, yeah, a little bit of a turn. Helter wow. skelter. Yep. All right. Well, listen. That's not coming out till September. That uh, the all this footage that's been unearthed of uh, of the the Manson family, uh, it'll be in September. And it's gonna be on Fox. We're always, you know, we talked about it. We're drawn to this stuff, and that's one of that's one of the classic Hollywood like the uh, the, the the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah. The the the, 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 the woman who is cut in half, and the, the the story that surrounds it has been part of. Lore and murder lore and crime lore forever. The Zodiac Killer. I yes, mean, I, I'm. I'm fascinated by that stuff. Just number one, who these crazy people are, and the trying to track down and the and the, the detective work being done on it. It's, just, it's they're crazy, wild stories. All right, we're going to break, and we're going to come back with some other crazy stories because the Bizarre File is on the way next. Don't forget a secret text word today. It's a Wednesday text word, secret 39333. we got tickets for you to go see the band Almost Queen at Mohegan Sun Arena. It's a drive-in show. Whoa! Uh, Yeah, so keep that in mind. We'll be back in just a moment. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning! Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's take another crack at the B-File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can place your order 
at cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. Well, a porn star <clears throat> who allegedly filmed a sex scene Ooh. without wearing a face mask is wanted by police. The actress named in reports as Kari Dominic filmed the scene in Cali, Colombia, and it was then uploaded to Pornhub before it was later deleted after breaking the Valle, Valle del Coca reg- regulations that require masks to be worn at all times on public transport. She's doing public porn. That's not the issue. The issue is she wasn't wearing Wear a, a face mask. mask. Yes. Uh, the woman is hey, in <laughs> put gloves, a mask on in gloves and a face mask when she is approached by a man as she is buying a ticket for the bus, and the pair agreed to. Uh, for her to use a Love Ends vibrator, which is controlled by an application on the man's phone, and he records her while she uses it on the bus. On uh, one of the scenes, she can be seen to have uh, removed her face mask, and this meant she broke the country's health rules. Uh, the woman then reportedly gave the man her underwear as a memory as the video ends, which was also Aww. arguably unhygienic. It's like the end of the notebook. Uh, the video <laughs> said... To have been widely popular before it was taken down, and the authorities are now working to confirm the identity of the man and the woman in the clip. A friend of mine who's uh, seen porn online says that occasionally there are there are these series where it's supposed to be public exhibition, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend says Kayla Ron had been suffering weight gain, pain, and unexplained stomach issues for months. In May, the Alabama woman finally learned why. Oh no! And she got some relief. Doctors removed a massive fifty-pound cyst from her <sighs> ovary. I saw a picture of it. It's massive. Uh, and Dr. fifty pounds. Doctor Gregory Jones said this is one of the largest I have ever seen or certainly moved. It was a huge cyst. Cyst. It was sick. Got some bad news for you, sister. <laughs> the cyst. Uh, he said in a statement, "We are very sutures, please." <laughs> to extract the cyst. It's all in the middle of surgery. I'm right? making an incision. Yes. Assist removal. The doctor said we are very excited that things went well for her. The 30-year-old said before the operation she would... Systemic medical issue. (laughs) She would feel stomach pain during normal day-to-day activities. She said, I couldn't even walk to my car without losing my breath. Her doctors initially told her weight loss was the solution to her problems. Ron had been trying to lose weight for about a year but instead kept gaining pounds. Despite her dieting efforts, she kept getting asked a question no woman wants to hear. Are you pregnant? Uh, She had even been asked if she was carrying twins. Ron's pain became overwhelming in May, and her mother took her to the ER, and doctors at Jackson Hospital ran a series of tests, and they found the large mass, the cyst, in her ovaries. It's a cyst. Uh, She immediately underwent surgery to have the cyst removed. It weighed in at 50 pounds. Nurse prep for a cystectomy. The, The doctor... Said the technical diagnosis was a uh, mu- uh, mucinous uh, cystadenoma. Yeah, cysta. It is a benign condition. And now that the giant growth has been lifted from her body, a weight has been lifted from her shoulders. Mucinous makes me think of mucus, which makes me think this is some gelatinous, horrific thing. <laughs> yeah. As she said, as soon as I got home, I was able to move a little. I tried every shirt I had on, and it was awesome. Because you didn't have the cyst. That's right. It was gone. A resident who plummeted into the abyss below a New England home that dates back to 1843 was pulled from frigid well water over the weekend. What a bizarre story. Yeah. You see this stuff in, like, horror movies. Like The Ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Officers responded to a home. They learned a resident had fallen through a section of wood flooring, tumbling about 30 feet down into a well that had been covered up by an addition in 1981. It's part of the sewage system. Uh, police, <laughs> police say the victim was uh, treading water for nearly 25 minutes before firefighters descended into the well and pulled them to safety. Well, thank God there was water in the well. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, miraculously, the victim only suffered minor injuries but was transferred to the hospital to be checked out. Uh, police warned that older historical homes in New England may have hazards that were not upgraded by current code. Like so, well trapped doors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Well, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, uh, the Office of Field Operations, say that uh, officers at the Hidalgo International Bridge in Texas made an unusual discovery in a pickup truck attempting to cross the border from Mexico. They found an endangered spider monkey. Uh, they found the monkey concealed in the vehicle's center console. What? Yeah. A U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agent was summoned to the scene and took custody of the monkey, which will be quarantined and examined by a veterinarian before being transferred to a new home. I don't have any other details other than I, I, that. I guess clearly they, they, they're they worth something if you're going to smuggle a freaking monkey. A yeah. freaking monkey. <laughs> Spinal monkey. Your freaking console, your freaking car. Yeah. And then one last story. The Python Cowboy has made a record-breaking catch. Conservationist Mike Kimmel, a contractor with the South Florida Water Management District and known as Python Cowboy uh, to his Instagram followers, bagged an enormous female python earlier this month. I'm the python cowboy. Yeehaw! After official measurements were taken, the giant snake measured 17 feet and 7 oh, inches. Oh, my God. What's the weight? 135 pounds. Jeez. Uh, which uh, represented a record for the area. Kimmel said that he caught the snake in an Everglades spoil, uh, spoil island in the Francis S. Taylor Wildlife Management Area. I don't know what a spoil island is. Shh, don't give it away. Uh, pythons are invasive species, and they wreak havoc on Florida's ecosystem. I wonder how that how much out of whack that whole system has become, because there's always stories popping up now about these large snakes in the Everglades. Yeah, elimination programs have removed nearly 3,000 pythons Oh, my God. Today. Yeah. Uh, Kimmel said that he will be uploading video of the weigh-in and the python stomach contents in the coming days. Oh, a spoiler island is disgusting. It's uh, a bunch of literally like runoff and spoil and dredge Yuck. that, that uh, may contain toxic chemicals, sick. and it's it's sick. Yeah. Uh, so wow. it's it's the it's all of that material um, then put in a new place, and it, it creates its own little island. Ugh. All right, I that's saw, your bizarre file for you. I saw a picture, uh, and I, I don't know if it was doctored. I don't think it was, but down in Florida. They they captured a rattlesnake that was that big. I hope to God no. rattlesnakes don't, don't get that big. It's Seventeen feet long. No, I'm I'm hoping that it's what ridiculous. I saw was just it was a lie. What you saw is not clickbait. Yeah, they don't they don't make only the constrictors get that big. Okay, did the snake have the face of Bruce Willis? It did not, right. but it had gigantic fangs. All right, uh, now no, they they do have teeth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, um, pythons do have them. They use them for gripping. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't have venom. Um, but is this so what you saw? No, 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 no. It was a, it was an actual rattlesnake, and it had a big rattle it on it. A big rattle on it. Yeah, Seventeen feet long. How long did it you say like it was? Maracas, like the size of uh, maracas. Wow. It was it was big. You know, and I'll see if I can find yeah, the picture. So, and, but and, it was python size. Python size. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I think what you saw is is doctored. 
Okay. But then again, I did see the Queen do the uh, do a dance routine when they came out of the way. It's just oh, it was, yeah, dancing to fish. Amazing. Shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Let's do the um, secret text word caller. Kathy, give me a number. Thirteen. Call it 13-215-263-WMMR, and let's see if you know the secret text word. We will be back in just a moment. Stay down. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Not ready to uh, ask you a question here, but I'm going to put that on hold for a moment because we were looking... For a specific caller this morning uh, to win our uh, secret text word. So we are looking for caller number 13, and I think we have Elmer on the line. Hey, Elmer. Of course. Well done, sir. Well done, Elmer. What is the secret text word? Bicycle. Bicycle is correct. Elmer, hang on a second. We are going to set you up, my man. You just got yourself a couple of tickets to see. Actually, it's a carload of people with a four-person max. It's four-pack of tickets for a special drive-in performance by Almost Queen at Mohegan Sun Arena at uh, Casey Plaza in Wilkes-Barre. And this is going to be Friday, July 17th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And we said we were going to get a random texter as well, and we did that very thing. And that random texter is Dan Astworth, who is from Willow Grove. And he's going to go get to see Almost Queen. So congratulations to you. And we are now going to get today's lesson question. Uh, We're going to give away an Italian lover's gift basket, and that is from Pastine. And the question that I have for you this morning is, on an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, which dead celebrity did Jerry Seinfeld surprise Carl Reiner with? (laughs) Carl was alive at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who was the dead celebrity in the car with him? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. And while you're calling in, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by... Deets and Watson. Your local Deets and Watson Real Philly Delis are open for takeout. You can taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. Uh, it's realphillydeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's family things since 1939. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez are postponing their plans for an elaborate Vatican wedding due to the coronavirus. The fabulously wealthy couple says the delay will allow extra time for the Pope to learn the electric slide. (laughs) Brad Pitt seen leaving Angelina Angelina Jolie's home in L.A. after a scheduled visit with his kids. Pitt told paparazzi he got to spend quality time with his kids Voldemort, Spock, Cayenne, Pikachu, and OxyClean. (laughs) And finally, Prince Harry, Harry, excuse me, seen taking a long bike ride by himself alongside the beaches of Malibu. Harry apparently told a security guard that he was, quote, going out to think about his work with Black Lives Matter, anti-bullying campaigns, and I just have to get away from that bitch. And that's your Hollywood track. (laughs) All right, let's see if uh, we can get ourselves a caller who knows the answer to today's lesson question. Like I said, we're going to give away this uh, Italian lover's gift basket from Pastine. And the question that we have is, on an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, which dead celebrity 
the Jerry Seinfeld surprise Carl Reiner with, <laughs> and our caller is Jim that I'm going to go to. Jim, good morning. Good morning. All right. So, <laughs> what dead celebrity, sir, was in the car with Jerry Seinfeld and Carl it Reiner? Was, it was Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Yes, of course. Mel Blanc. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Jim. We're going to get your information, and we're going to give you an Italian lover's gift basket from Pastine. Home cooking mm. never tasted so good. Sounds good. Pastine, leading importer of authentic Italian ingredients since 1874, makes it easy to prepare delicious meals at home with a variety of pasta cuts, tomato sauces, grated cheeses, and more. And you can shop Pastine at your local grocery store or have it delivered by visiting Pastine.com. Hi. Music news time. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. (laughs) Got a bunch of stories for you here. Let's start with this. Uh, Lincoln Park vocalist Mike Shinoda will release a new solo record, and it's titled Dropped Frames Volume 1. It's coming out July 10th. Uh, The LP will feature the first batch of instrumentals inspired by Shinoda's live Twitch streams from his home studio with assistance from his fans. The first track, called Open Door, is the only one to feature vocals provided by seven fans from around the world. <clears throat> Shinoda has posted that track online, along with the next two from the LP, uh, Osiris and Super Galactica. Uh, that's how it's spelled with an okay. X. Uh, the singer and producer remarked, In March, when quarantine began, I started creating music live online, in addition to bringing the fans together for a daily conversation. The live streams inspired dozens of unexpected genre mashups and theme ideas. Listen to them when you chill, while you work, while you paint, while you eat, while you play, wherever they fit into your life. Pearl Jam paid tribute on Tuesday to the nine people killed 20 years ago on the same date during the band's performance at the Rockslide Festival in Denmark. Uh, guitarist Stone Gossard wrote an extended reflection on the incident, which began to spend 20 years since that day, a normal festival show day. Show up five hours ahead, wait for your slot. I barely remember it. Sunny, I think. Lou Reed played, I think. Then rain and wind. But nothing has been the same since. Pearl Jam had taken the stage at the festival on June 30th, 2000. And so many fans surged toward the stage that Eddie Vedder implored the crowd to step back and give space to the people up front. And in the end, eight men, aged 17 to 26, were suffocated or crushed and died at the scene. A ninth passed away days later in the hospital while 43 more concert goers were injured. That's, that's such a horrific way to die. Oh, my God, yes. Gossard wrote, an unexpected moment intervened that forever changed all involved. The nine young men who were trampled, the lives of the families and loved ones who had to endure uh, imagining their deaths over and over, hmm. and the reality of never seeing them again. Pearl Jam took an extended break after that tragedy, and for a while it wasn't clear if the band would ever get back together. In rare remarks about the incident in 2001, uh, Vetter said it's the most brutal experience we ever had. I'm still trying to come to grips with it. Uh, they paid tributes to the victims in, its, in their 2002 song, Steve, it's called Love Boat Captain. Yep, of course, Captain Steubing. Uh, with Vetter singing, Lost Nine Friends Will Never Know Two Years Ago Today. Soundgarden's surviving members, Kim Thale, Matt Cameron, and Ben Shepard, have launched a new social media account on Instagram and Twitter under the name Nude.Dragons. Uh, the name, which is an anagram of Soundgarden, 
was a moniker that the band used for a surprise a live performance around 10 years ago in Seattle after they first reunited. If you play it backwards, it's Rim Job. <laughs> rim Job. <laughs> Uh, the Instagram and uh, Twitter accounts so far have just featured, uh, they just feature a couple of selfies taken by the trio. Dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Bajmir. Dream <Yeah>. job. <laughs> it's, unclear. <laughs> it's unclear whether the new accounts have anything to do with the, uh, the group's current legal battle with singer Chris Cornell's widow. Part of which has uh, revolved around her access to the official Soundgarden social media accounts and the way she has used them. No sign, bro. It's why they... By the way, Casey found a video of a woman who can... You know, I listen to yeah. the recording backwards and then I mimic it. Right. Uh, there's FM 93. Um But there's a woman who you can say... Uh, say, hi, how are you? And she just immediately rattles I've seen this off. woman. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so he just showed me that video yesterday. It's, it's just how her brain works? Like yep. She, wow. yep yeah. she can hear it. It's wild. But there's more to, you know, obviously the, the way the sound is in reverse and the inflection and everything. Well, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what she hears. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't hear just the 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 letters or, you know, pronounce the letters in, the, in a backwards way. She can make the phonetics work. It's Catatonic backwards. Rim job. <laughs> Rim job. No, no, that's not right. You, you just want to say rim job, don't you? <laughs> rim job. Uh, Nirvana will get the jigsaw puzzle treatment this summer. Puzzles based on cover art of the albums Nevermind and In Utero. We be, beat them to the punch. Yeah. Uh, will be made available September 4th, uh, both containing 500 pieces. Uh, there will be a 1,000-piece version of Nevermind out as well September 18th. Hmm. Uh, the company behind the puzzles, Z Productions, has also published uh, puzzles based on albums from Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Slayer, Metallica, Rush, and more. I need to get a Rush one. Uh, Z's Rock Saws line has presented the iconic cover art of some of Rock's most influential and highly regarded albums in puzzle form. For the first time ever, all puzzles come in a vinyl box set size container, perfect to fit alongside a vinyl record collection. Lenny Kravitz will chronicle the first 25 years of his life in the upcoming memoir, Let Love Rule, which will be published on October 6th via the Henry Holt uh, and Company imprint. Rolling Stone reported the book, which is being co-authored by David Ritz, will focus on Kravitz's early life with his late father, Cy, a news producer, and his mother, Roxy Roker, TV actress, who, of course, was on The Jeffersons. Yes. And Lisa Bonet, a muse for Kravitz, whom he married in 1987. They divorced in 1993. Uh, the book will span Kravitz's childhood as he bounced between Manhattan's Upper East Side and the Bedford-Stuy neighborhood of Brooklyn, as well as young adulthood journeys in Los Angeles, France, England, and Germany. You want to know how, how powerful the uh, internet imagery is? Is that when you say Lenny Kravitz, the, my mind immediately goes to that shot of him ripping his pants oh, yeah? on stage. With, yeah. That was here, wasn't it? I think it was, with yeah. his dong hanging out. Uh, the press release for the book explains in the, it's the story of a wildly creative kid who, despite tough struggles at school and extreme tension at home, finds salvation in music. In one lightning-fast chapter after another... Uh, we see him grow as a musician and ultimately a master songwriter, producer, and performer. We also see Lenny's spiritual growth and the powerful way in which he, which spirit informs his music. Uh, and one last story. In celebration of his 80th birthday on July 7th, Ringo Starr 
has announced the Ringo's Big Birthday Show, a broadcast to benefit four charities, the Black Lives Matter Global Network, the David Lynch Foundation, uh, Music Cares, and WaterAid. The program will air on Ringo's YouTube channel at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, July 7th, and the show will include unique home performances as well as never-before-seen concert footage from Ringo and his all-star band, Paul McCartney and Joe Walsh, as well as Gary Clark Jr., Cheryl Crow, Sheila E., and Ben Harper, with more artists still to be announced. The broadcast will feature the premiere of a guest star version of Ringo's Give More Love uh, that was created to benefit Music Cares and feature Jeff Bridges, Jackson Brown, T-Bone Burnett, Elvis Costello, uh, Steve Earle, Peter Frampton, uh, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Willie Nelson, and others. Additionally, there will be playlists of unique tribute performances on Ringo's YouTube channel, and this will incu- include musicians who have previously recorded Ringo's songs, performances from his past birthday celebrations, as well as some new versions, which artists will be posting on their socials and fans should be on the lookout for musical tributes from Elvis Costello, Peter Frampton, Greg Raleigh, Ben Folds, uh, uh, Ben Dickey, Colin Hay, Judy Collins, Richard Marks, uh, Steve Lukather, and many more. It should be pretty cool. So uh, Ringo does not look 80 years old at all. Nor does uh, you know, Paul McCartney at his yeah. age. Yeah. Clearly, the way to defy age is to be a member of the Beatles. Yes, yeah. that's the way to do it. Or, All right. Of course, it works out the other way, too. Yeah, you can either get shot or die of cancer, too. And that... <laughs> it's true. What yeah, I... It's true. No, I know. Yeah, it's 50-50, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we can't be Pollyannas Those about it. Hall of Fame numbers if you're batting 500. Yeah. That is all I have in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and wrap it up with the letter of the day, the word of the week, and uh, some barbecue from Brent Porsche. Oh. Be right back. Stay with us. In 1776, our founding fathers told England to suck it. In 2020, 93.3 WMMR is commemorating this with the 4th of July weekend. Because frankly, we miss live music. And since we've got a long weekend, we're raiding the MM archives, pulling out the best live material we've got, and featuring it every hour. So crank up your Alexa, our app on your phone, or the radio as loud as it'll go, and celebrate our 4th of July weekend. Sponsored by Hyundai City of Burlington. Shop South Jersey's favorite, HyundaiCity.com. 93.3 WMMR, playing everything that rocks live. I'll remind you, we'll, we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week in just a moment, but something I completely forgot about what? Uh, that happened yesterday that we wanted to, do, wanted to readdress. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh that's oh, right. from yeah. early yesterday morning, right? Yeah, yeah. I, had, right. uh, I had posed uh, this observation about Will Smith, and it led to an awkward moment. Uh, One of the most bizarre, the yeah. because well, as a casual observer across the console, I couldn't get a bearing on what was going on. Yeah, so I'll, I'll play the audio. <laughs> Even listening back to it, I'm like, okay, this is not how I remembered it. All right, so this was this was me bringing up a, a song that, that we were talking about. Mike Tyson, I think it was yeah. his birthday yesterday. So here here was the the encounter. Was in Jeff's crib one night. No, that's the song. Uh, oh, oh, here, here it is. I got it. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Right, here you go. Here, this was the, the exchange. My son, for some reason, has become obsessed with me getting in the ring with Mike Tyson lately. He's been asking me how much it would cost uh, to get me in the ring with Mike Tyson. And I said, no amount of money. 
No, back when I was uh, younger, I'd be like, yeah, for for a million. First of all, that I know. (laughs) Uh, To get me in the ring with Mike Tyson, and I said, no amount of money. No, back when I was uh, younger, I'd be like, yeah, for for a million bucks, I'd I'd do a round with Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, and then I realized that um, he could actually literally punch my face off. Fresh Prince hit used to have a song uh, called uh, I'd Fight Mike Tyson. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Was Was that him? uh, What's that? Was that him? What do you mean? Was it was that him who sang that song? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. why. That's why I said he did. Oh, okay. I said Fresh Prince had a song called "I Would Fight Mike Tyson." Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't say that. Can right? I get some popcorn? Can what you guys just hold a second? Hold on. It's not just you didn't say that. You asked the question. You were like. No, I thought I, thought I, was I thought it was saying, was that, is it me? I don't. It's him, right? No, no, you asked the question. It was you asked the question. I said into another dimension. <laughs> You listen. You go back and listen to it. I heard. No, what I heard was you saying. I think. All right. After you said it was uh, Will Smith did a song. I can fight Mike Tyson, and I thought he didn't say Will Smith though. What he did say is he said Fresh Fresh Prince. Prince. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you said I think. I'm. I'm pretty sure I heard the words. I think. Okay, and then I'll I'll give you my point. Play it one more time. Right, right. right. To get me in the ring with Mike Tyson, and I said no amount of money. No, back when I was uh, younger, I'd be like, yeah, for for a million bucks, I'd, I'd do a round with Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, and then I realized that um, he could actually literally punch my face off. Fresh Prince hit used to have a song uh, called uh, I'd Fight Mike Tyson. I oh, think. really? It was, yeah. It was, it was, was that him? Uh, what? What's that? <laughs> was that him? What do you mean? Was it, was that him who sang that song? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. why. That's why I said he did. <laughs> oh, okay. I said Fresh Prince... Had a song called "I Would Fight Mike Tyson." Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't say that. Can right? I get some popcorn? Can what you guys just hold a second? Hold on. It's not that you didn't say that. You asked the question. You were like, <laughs> "No, I thought I, thought I, was, I, thought I was saying." Was that, is it me? No. I, I heard the words. I think we know what you heard. Okay, but but if if I say I think I think is a statement and not a question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were saying I think. And yeah. I'm like, okay, was it him? And then you're, you know, that's why I was saying that. I think. Yeah. I think, therefore, I believe that, yes, it was him. So, yeah, I wasn't asking. Well, I'm glad we had a resolution on it. If I would have said, what do you think? That's a question. Okay. But I'm me that's saying, I think. you to join in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I think Will Smith might have had, like that, uh, or Fresh Prince might have had a song like that. that. That's even a little bit more towards a question, but the way Preston, I think I but heard you the- say it. That you were you were confident that he had. Yeah, I go. Will Smith had a song like that. I think. Yeah, we, we need that's like a, still a statement. It's still yeah. a, well, that's what I was gonna say. It, it's still no matter how you positioned I, it, it still was not a question for Casey to chime in. Was it him? Mm-hmm. I think we need like a forensics expert that's unbiased. Com- yeah. none of us in this room to listen to this audio and break it down. We got one sitting right here. Oh, you Brent Porch. Yeah, it's his, his, his day job is a forensics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say something after the I think though. That was me. No, that, that was you, Preston. Yeah, you yeah, said but you it, mumbled wasn't, something. it wasn't a question at all. Why is it, um, he could actually. Was that him? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It was, I think it was, yeah, is what I say. Literally punched my face off. Fresh Prince hit used to have a song uh, called uh, I'd Fight Mike Tyson. I oh, think really? It was, yeah. It was, it was, was that him? Yeah. I go, he had a song called I Would Fight Mike Tyson. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. It was just me reaffirming what right. I just said, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but then yeah. what happened here next <laughs> is I didn't, I didn't know what I had said. And you were like. He can't help it, you with that. And then yeah, you, you, you questioned me. <laughs> and I was like, 
Well, hang on a second. What did I say? What did you say? What, what did we say? What are we uh, I'd about? fight Mike Tyson. Oh, really? Was, yeah. It was, it was, was that him? Uh, what, what's that? Was that him? What do you mean? Was it, was that him who sang that song? Yeah. Okay, That's cool. why. If I said I think that it was him, then, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah. then my answer would be, yeah. Yes. I think, yeah. Right. So, fair enough. <laughs> When I said, was it him? He Jesus. can't admit that. He no, admit. no, no. What I'm saying is, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> just what, say. What I'm right. saying is, I don't necessarily know if I meant to say, was that him? Okay. So those words that came out of my mouth. It was an awkward question. Yeah. I, I think if you had you oh. said, was it, was it Will Smith who sang the song? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because when you said, much, what, was it him was too vague. Too much time... Has passed, right? It's been because it's been, it's been over twenty four hours. But even that's way two, too much. Time. Two seconds after I said that was too much time had passed. My brain had already gone somewhere else. See, well, there's, there's two things that work here too. When you say was was it him? There are two people who have been mentioned up to this point: Mike Tyson yeah. and Will Smith. So when you say was it him, yeah. and it wasn't even you, President said Fresh Prince. You could be confused as to who is him. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Sometimes when Jay starts talking to me about roadblocks or something, I just have no idea. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And I just I'm just saying words so he thinks that I'm actually listening to right, him, right. but I'm really not listening to what he's telling me. And so like were you in the middle of trying to find like a clip or something and like that was just a response. Like it wasn't There's really a good listening. chance. There's a really good chance that that's what it was. But I don't know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like you were preoccupied. You had to answer Preston. And that's just what came out of your mouth. Maybe. One more time. No. All right, one last time. Yeah, yeah. By the way, what are roadblocks? Why are you guys uh, talking about what? roadblocks? You don't know about roadblocks? No, I don't have kids. It's a I don't game. have young kids anymore. It's a game. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. Uh, called uh, I'd Fight Mike Tyson. I oh, really? It was, yeah. It was, it was, was that him? Uh, what? What's that? Was that him? What do you mean? Was it? Was that him who sang that song? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. why. That's, no, he wasn't. He who should. I wasn't. He must not be named. You can tell me I wasn't paying attention. Is that he who walks behind the rose? Oh, it's like Bill Weston in a meeting. Isn't yeah. that right, Casey? I'm like, oh, damn it. He does it to make I sure you're not paying attention. How could you not be paying attention? You just finished speaking. Kathy, I'm like on seven different planets. Right now. <laughs> it was an enjoyable moment. I loved it. It's like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben Porsche is here. Hey! Good morning, everybody. It, uh, it, it is him. Okay. That's why I just said it's him. <laughs> I saw him pouring everybody a, a glass of uh, barbecue sauce. <laughs> yes. Ooh, Smells awesome. You brought him lunch for us. Yeah. So I got hit up by Steve Wilson, Wilson's Barbecue. I, I took a picture of the Preston Stoner bench. They still have the uh, the cardboard sled thing out <laughs> oh, back yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of it. Yes. Um, but they made some new barbecue sauce mixed with a little bit of root beer. They wanted you guys to, oh. to test it on the air. So I poured some out for you here. On the air? Yep. Okay. All right. So Drink. You can pass it around. Wow, it's literally a cup full of barbecue wow. sauce. Here you go, Kath. There you go. You, I'm going to dab my finger. I yep. think I Casey, put some ice in that. Have it. All right. That was for Steve. Here, press, right. pass it over to Casey. I got you. Ooh. I got you. I'm this coming. is not in my juice cleanse, but I'll try a little bit. Oh, no. I'll try a little bit. So after I went in, I, I, I was expecting a couple sandwiches, and he's like, yeah, I, I texted Casey or whoever, and they put in a full order. So they weren't even ready to go. Yeah. But they got, the guys fired everything up for you guys, and everything's fresh, wow. and it smelled so good. Uh, it's got just a hint of root beer in it. I'm not a huge root beer fan, so uh, if it were too much, I wouldn't like it. But that's Me really, too. That's a little really bit yummy. more sweet than tang with it. And I, I prefer a sweet uh, yeah. barbecue sauce. It's very good. Personally, so. yeah, I just took a little sip. It's, yeah. it's, it replaces one of my juices for today. I'm on a barbecue sauce cleanse. Right. <laughs> Who do you imagine? <laughs> 
Yeah, I have five. 16 ounces of barbecue sauce for lunch. <laughs> you look great. What kind of diet are you it's on? It's a barbecue sauce cleanse. I started on Monday. I've actually been crapping tar. <laughs> you try it, Case? I did. As you can imagine. It's mm-hmm. good. They have um, they have one that I, I really like that's kind of like um, horseradishy. Yeah, it's I'm a, little, a tang and yeah. a spicy kind of guy myself. Yeah, I, like, I like it. But I like it. I'm, I'm like you, Press. I'm not really a root beer fan, but yeah. you don't really taste it. Just a nope. little bit, just enough. A little so, hint so, Brett, what, was it him? All right, Jimmy Jacks, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Wilsons. We appreciate it. We need to do the last. Yeah, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter by the letter N. Is it (laughs) no sad, bro? All right. Uh, and we have a two-night getaway for one of the three gorgeous Icona Resorts properties in Avalon, Cape May, and Diamond Beach. Valid through May 26, 2021. You can experience peace at the shore. Icona Resorts, Avalon, Diamond Beach, and Cape May Beachfront Hotels are the perfect escape. And you can book today at Icona.com. That's I-C-O-N-A. Dot com. Uh, what cool stuff you got going on today? Lots of cool stuff. So we're going to be doing a David Bowie block for Cara Monzo's birthday. He's one of the head monkey oh, mucks yeah. over at uh, NES. So we're going to do a David Bowie block for him. It's his birthday today? Yesterday. So oh, we're going to do man. a Pierre Standard okay. Time. So right. uh, ever so slightly behind. We're doing a Motley Crue block. And today is the 105th birthday of Willie Dixon, the blues pioneer. So oh, we're going to wow. play lots of cool uh, bands that were inspired by him over the years and have covered some of his songs. So we're going to be doing that coming up. And in the 2 o'clock hour... It's Debbie Harry's birthday, so we're going to be playing some Blondie. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today. Oh, what's happening? I got it, I got it. Uh, Brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Hersey Official Chip, taking your summer to the next level. And Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. They are ready to kick off summer with big discounts, so shop now. Uh, tomorrow, which, by the way, we're giving away our Word of the Week prize tomorrow because it is a holiday week and then we're heading into, so a short work week. But we'll end the week with Rob McElhenney on the program. Always great to talk to Mac. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Hey, look, man. I like the pandemic over. We split. Nothing is over. Put your f***ing mask on, people. Next message. 484-434-1333. What a f***ing number, man. I love it. You can call in and you can bitch, or you can call in and you can tell everybody, I love you. Amazing. Next message. Listen, this is a smoke-free workplace, but you got to be the guy that you beat up, reading the paper, smoking the stinkiest cigar I've ever smelled. That's why everyone hates your The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.